go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Said I'm going to be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Go deep. Draft day, round one, here on Go Deep. We're going to have a little fun today. Always a fun show for you. Uh, we got Seneca Wallace joining us here in the second hour uh, to talk draft day jitters and predictions. Uh, by the way, we're broadcasting live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. I'm your host, Tyreek, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. Uh, real excited, man. I, I got that itch right now. Frenchie, you excited for the draft? I don't know how you can't be as an NFL fan. Do you like the new, the new layout of the draft where it's only the first round, the first day? Only the second and third on Friday, and then kind of the weekend is when you kind of follow the ticker, uh, which is a shame because Saturday, a lot of great picks still go fourth, fifth round, sixth round. I'm really okay with it because then you get to focus more, in, and then you don't have to stay up till the middle of the night to watch the second round. Yeah, I, I like not having to stay up too late. I wish maybe there was maybe a, a half a round or something like that on tonight because tonight it feels like an hour, two hours of build up, three hours of build up, four hours of build up, and then the climax is fairly quick for that first round. You almost want to see your team take one more pick. Uh, I bet it feels good for the teams who have several picks in the first round. Uh, speaking of picks, we'll have Tavian Banks and his bank on a statement in the second and here actually in about 28 minutes. Uh, he's going to give us his draft predictions one through five. So here's the deal. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines at the end of each hour. 515-244-1350 244-1350 uh, The 13th caller will open up around 45 or 50 of this hour and next hour. Uh, but the 13th caller will get a chance to disagree with Tavian's projections on the bank on it statement and give me your top five picks for the draft tonight. And uh, if Tavian is wrong, you win a $25 gift card to Wingstop. If Tavian is wrong, Tavian is wrong and your picks are exactly right, you'll win $50 gift card to Wingstop. Uh, so make sure you uh, hit up our phone lines at the last 15 minutes of each hour, 515-244-1350, 244-1350, win yourself some wings. Uh, they even got some great chicken tenders that uh, I believe Seneca will probably mention when he comes on later. Uh, and again, phone lines will open up around 45 minutes into the hour. Prizes will be awarded on next week's show, and we'll uh, shout you out, maybe even get you back on the airwaves and uh, talk to you a little bit. Uh, of course, we'll have comedian Dante Powell joining us in the second hour with the Big O, along with Frenchie's D3 and 3. Uh, coming up here in about 10 minutes, we have the only current NFL agent originally born and raised in the state of Iowa, Louis Bang. Louis Bing, uh, I believe he has a player in the draft, so we'll talk a little of those jitters and where he thinks his player might go uh, today or this weekend. I believe he's projected, last thing I saw on uh, Twitter and uh, NFL Network, I think his player from Baylor was projected around the fourth or fifth round. So we'll see what Louis uh, thinks and just get a little insight from him of what he's hearing about tonight, tonight's order and uh, everything that's going on. Uh, but first, headlines. Uh, Mayweather is headed back to the ring and not to fight Pacquiao, not to fight Connor. Not even to fight Jake Paul, who just won in another lopsided circus bout. No, Mayweather is fighting Jake Paul's older brother, Logan Paul. Logan's 0-1 after losing to a British YouTuber in his only match. Uh, he's pretty roided up, so I don't know if this is commissioned or not, because he might be uh, caught on some uh, some TRT or HGH or whatever it's called these days. Uh, but obviously a money grab and an easy one at that for Mayweather. Uh, and you kind of want to see these Logan, you know, these Paul brothers get put in their place. I kind of wish he was fighting Jake just because Jake thinks he's a top dog now. Uh, but I hear people and other hosts upset saying he's making a mockery of boxing. But these are the same people who wanted Conor and Mayweather to join WWE, who wanted Ronda, Ronda Rossi to join WWE. What, what's the difference between this fight and WWE? Um, this is going to be funnier. This is, 
Because I hopefully Mayweather comes out and you know if Mayweather catches one or two to the face, I it's gonna be like what are you doing, brother? Uh, but hopefully he comes out. He's gonna play defense, so he's not gonna knock him out like you want him to. But I think third or fourth round, Mayweather's got to knock this guy out, right? I'm hoping so. You know, if Mayweather were to catch one from Logan, I think that's I think that's it. I think Mayweather's gonna be like. Okay, I'm done playing yeah, and just yeah. take him out. You trying to embarrass me on TV? Because Mayweather is about the money, but Mayweather is also about money. Mayweather, the brand and uh, the money team is not going to get embarrassed. Uh, the biggest thing I'm shocked about is that this bout is on a Sunday. I saw June 6th and I'm thinking, oh, I got my, my buddy's getting married June 5th. It's a uh, um, best man. Uh, then I started thinking, is his wedding on a Friday? Because why is Mayweather fighting on a Sunday? The biggest boxing ticket ever. Every time he fights Cinco de Mayo weekend, I head to Vegas for it. And every time he fights Labor Day weekend, I head to Vegas for it. It's always a Saturday, always at MGM, his home turf. He lives in Vegas. No, this is in Miami on a Sunday. A little weird. You know, feels more WrestleMania-ish again. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be kind of that cheesy broadcasting that the uh, Jake Paul fight had. Uh, but but again, Mayweather, who I think at one point had to claim bankruptcy, his wife, his ex-wife was going after most of his money. Uh, he's about the money, money Mayweather. And so we know why he's in this fight, but... The Paul brothers like to play the bad guy and good. I hope I hope he gets dropped and I hope Jake comes up because Mayweather, I think, is down about 40 pounds on this guy, 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. He's like twice the size. Yeah. And Logan Paul's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, too. I think that's why it's not happening in Vegas is because I don't think this is a commission fight. First of all, I don't, you know, Logan Paul went from, uh, he, he gained about 40 pounds in a half a year. And that to me sounds uh, like steroid growth. Um, but, you know, I, I'm excited at, Kinda is exciting to see Mayweather get back in the ring. I don't consider this boxing, so I don't think he's making a mockery of what's going on here. Uh, I think it's a money grab, and we want to see the Paul brothers get knocked out again. I wish, I wish it was Jake Paul. You know, after with Ben uh, Askro or whatever, <laughs> he knocked out a couple weekends ago, which is you know embarrassing for him. But he made money. He was at the club together with him afterwards in pictures. Uh, but. Congrats to Mayweather getting back in the ring. Uh, congrats to the Phoenix Suns. They clinched a playoff spot for the first time in 11 years. I think Steve Nash and Mari Steinmeier. Yeah. Somewhere smiling. If it says anything, Robin Lopez was their starting center that year. That, that's how long it's been. And, but he's still in the league, right? Yeah, he's uh, coasting right now as a backup to his older brother. or uh, Not really older, his twin, twin brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, yeah, the Lopez brothers both in Milwaukee now. Wow. Uh, but so congrats to, and you knew, you knew, I saw, I was watching the game before Lakers looking ugly. Um, and you saw Devin Booker walking in and you saw Chris Paul walking in and they were all about business last night. Chris Paul is just, uh, good for him because it, he hasn't had the opportunities in the postseason that he should have the way his career has gone. Uh, but he's, he's always been that dude. And now with a young team and a, a great coach, I mean, I, I gotta assume Monty is going to win coach of the year. It's either going to be him or Quinn Snyder from Utah. Yeah, yeah. Quinn Snyder is having a great season. Um, and he doesn't, I don't know if you claim that Utah has the, yeah, Donald Mitchell is that superstar, superstar like Booker is. Uh, but man, great, great run so far for the Phoenix Suns. And they've carried this on from the bubble. So I hope they can carry it on. You know, you like to see those underdogs, those new teams kind of get in there and, and shine for a little bit. You don't want to see them beat your own team, uh, but you want to see them make a little run, you know? And right now the Lakers don't want to play the Suns in the first round. And the crazy part, too, is that, you know, you look at, oh, they're cool. They made the playoffs. You think maybe like a top four, maybe top five seed. No, they have a chance to be the number one seed in the West and have the best record in the NBA. That's Lynch. ridiculous. Clinched in late April. Uh, it, 
Phoenix has the city of Phoenix hasn't been able to say that. And in Phoenix now with a, you know, a possible hockey team and, and a possible football team now too as well. So uh, you know, that's a, that's a metro area and now legalized marijuana as well. So I mean, that's not a bad place to live right now if you're a sports fan and a uh, a pothead like Frenchie. It'll be uh, it'll be a bad place in about two months when that heat starts rolling. Oh yeah, but everybody, everybody you fly over uh Arizona, Scottsdale, every single person has a pool. Every single person. It's like Florida. Even worse. Uh, congratulations to uh, Panthers who traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for a six-round pick. Uh, I don't think this takes Denver out of the QB draft pool, uh, but this gives them a little insurance for Drew Locke, who obviously uh, Elway loves, but Elway's probably on his way out as well, and uh, and whoever else they draft, because I still think Broncos are either going to stay where they are and draft a quarterback or move up and draft a quarterback. Uh, obviously, we'll have those conversations today as we gear up for the NFL draft tonight, round one. Uh, on ESPN and ESPN Radio and ABC, I believe. Um, we are going to take a quick break here shortly, uh, but uh, I, I think with this, uh, and after the break, we have NFL agent, the only NFL agent from the state of Iowa, born and raised, Lewis Bing, will be joining us, uh, talking about his player in the draft this weekend, as well as uh, what he does around this market, because he, he's brought some uh, great players out of University of Iowa and Iowa State and made them, took them to the pros. So uh, maybe if you have a young athlete, high school athlete, athlete going into college uh lewis bing knows the iowa he knows the midwest nice he knows how to talk to you he knows how to talk to your kid and he knows how to protect them once they get in those big markets uh so definitely a dude you want to listen up to and possibly contact for your own your own needs and i'm not exactly sure when you can legally we all know people get agents way before they can legally get agents you know some of them get called reggie bush uh and others don't uh but i don't i don't know if it's when you declare for the draft that you can legally sign an agent uh, but we'll actually, Lewis Bing, he has that whole breakdown for us. So he'll, uh, he'll follow us in here in about three minutes. Uh, but again, the Carolina Panthers traded Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they have Sam Darnold, but I still don't think that takes Carolina out of the uh, hunt for a quarterback in the draft as well. I think Darnold can be successful, and I want him to be successful. I think he has a confidence issue now after playing under Adam Gase and with no help and as the Jet and Jets and Jets land. Uh, but you bring in a young quarterback, I don't think his mental game can handle that plan for that number one spot this summer, fighting for that number one spot this summer. Uh, but if you just bring in, uh, you know, a, you know, they should have had Joe Flacco or an uh, older vet to help Darnold move along. I think Darnold can shine. You know, I think this is still an opportunity for Darnold to be a good quarterback. Wasn't he, what, number two overall pick? Number three. Number three overall pick. Um, and I feel the same way, you know, people, uh, and we'll, we'll talk to Lewis and Seneca about this as well, but, um, you know, Everyone's saying Mac Jones for the 49ers. All all roads point to Mac Jones. The 49ers are even saying Mac Jones. I'm saying make it make sense because to me, Trey Lance, obviously Justin Fielder should be being disrespected. Whoever lands him is going to have a great quarterback. Uh, but Trey Lance to me is a guy you sit for one year and he can be your next Mahomes. So we'll, we'll ask Lewis as well, who in three years will be more successful? Wilson, Mac Jones. And I feel like I shouldn't even be putting Mac Jones in that conversation. It should be Wilson, and Trey Lance and Mac Jones should be the B version of that. But for some reason, the 49ers are in love with Mac Jones' arms and his accuracy when, even though their offense rolls their quarterback out, it's not as much about the accuracy as uh, New England offense would be. Uh, but I make it make sense to me. Maybe Lewis can make it make sense, but I don't see how you take Mac Jones over Trey Lance. And to me, Wilson smells like Trubisky. You know, one year starting, 
all this hype. People are going to move up to get him, and then boom, you end up like the Bears, who again are in the quarterback hunt as well. Yeah. QB one. Uh, while we're talking, you know, hiring agents and stuff like that, want to give a huge shout out to a former Bettendorf star, DJ Carton, uh, formerly of Ohio State, now formerly of Marquette University. He has declared for the NBA draft and is hiring an agent. So ah. he's headed to the pros. Don't know exactly what his draft stock looks like. But, uh, yeah, I got to watch him a couple times when he was in high school. Kid can play some ball. Okay, and he played at Marquette. Got some minutes? Yep, he was their leading scorer this year, 13 points a game, four rebounds. And he's a pretty good combo guard that we'll see if he maybe, I think he might fall in maybe that second round area, depending on how this uh, offseason workouts go for him. Okay, maybe you can ask Lewis uh, what he thinks about him from Bettendorf. Uh, speaking of Lewis Bing, we'll have the only NFL agent born and raised in the state of Iowa, now living in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he'll be joining us right after the break. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Finishing off our headlines from last segment, uh, last one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers officially returned all 22 starters for the, from their Super Bowl run last year. I believe they're the first team to ever do so in the salary cap era. Uh, we'll have to check that, Frenchie, but I'm pretty positive. Uh, Vegas still has the Chiefs with better odds to return to the Super Bowl next season. I'm still sticking like last week with TB12 and the uh, Bucks defense. Sorry, Vegas, you're wrong again. Um, joined here with uh, the only NFL agent born and raised in the state of Iowa, Lewis Bing. Lewis, uh, in your head, who is more likely to return to the big game next year, Chiefs or Bucks? I'm taking Tampa. I mean, they're returning everybody. They're, they know? didn't even, yeah, they didn't even gel together till late last year. And you know, barring injury, I don't, I don't see anybody beating them this year. Yeah, I, just so dis- disrespectful in Vegas. But Vegas is all about the points, and they know Mahomes is going to put up points. But you know, uh, even though yeah. Chiefs made a big move getting the offensive line. So, uh, you know, big day, man. Draft, draft day. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, you got some clients for future pro players excited for draft weekend. And uh, I just have one player this this year, and um, you know, he'll probably go either late, late. You know, um, William Bradley King from Baylor, uh, defensive end. Um, you know, he's projected to go late third round, early fourth round. So tonight, just just you know, chilling, watching the game with uh, some media friends uh, that cover the Cowboys, and then uh, you know, tomorrow. Um, Saturday, those will be my busy days, but, uh, you know, just ready to, ready to get the draft started. As an agent, what sources do you trust the most when it comes to where your players will end up? I'm sure every scout and coach is either gassing you up or not talking to you at all. So do you follow Twitter? Do you, do you have your own sources that you believe, or is it all a crapshoot? Oh, no, no, I, I don't follow Twitter. I mean, <laughs> those guys, the, the Twitter scouts, I can't stand. Oh, you know, they're, man, they're everywhere. And from their mom's basement, so... It's, it's the real scouts. That's all that matters is what they think. And, uh, you know, they play games as well the last couple of days. It's, it's just been a lot of, a lot of stuff. Painting, but at the time I just want to get it, get it over with. You know, like one of the teams last night told my player, I'm, we're sending a box with, with uh, T-shirts and caps to your home in Kansas City, uh, and uh, we're going to go get you. So, I, you know, I take it for a grain of salt. I don't believe until it actually happens. So you see so, that box. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, another, another team edge rusher. They, okay, all all the great edge rushers for them, and he's like, "Oh, if you can, uh, if you can name all these guys, where we're going to make sure to draft you." And I'm like, "Don't even pay yeah, attention don't to that, that stuff." It's yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's crazy stuff like that. I just lost you a couple times, so if you're moving, stay where you are now because we hear you perfectly. Uh, 
If you had your choice as a scout or agent, who would you choose, Lance or Wilson? Trey Lance you know, or Wilson? I, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't really watch either of those guys much to, to uh, you know, smaller schools. Um, I, I think I would take Wilson. Uh, he's just he's had more under his belt. You know, Trey Lance played one game this year. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I can't say definitely either one because I'm not too familiar with either one of them. But, uh, you know, just, just off what I know, I would take Wilson. Am I, am I wrong for seeing and comparing Wilson to Trubisky? Uh, it it kind of smells like Trubisky to me where he had this one great year and then his stock rose. But it, in, in three years, who do you see more successful? Do you still see Wilson over Lance? It, it also depends on what team they go to. The system, I agree. Um, a lot of you know a lot of these QBs who get drafted by bad teams they get ruined before they ever get a real opportunity. So you know so so much of it depends on what team they go to, who they have around them, the coaching staff, the support system. So it, it's hard to say. But um, you know who, who do you see? Who do you see Lance going to? Uh, well, man, I really wish 49ers would take Lance. I, I see Lance as if he sat for a year, he can be very similar to Mahomes. Uh, you know, just to learn the system, and I think that that sprint right offense, that that zone running offense for Lance would be perfect. But and notice, I didn't put oh, yeah. I didn't put Mac Jones in that conversation. I feel like Mac Jones is a B to those two guys, uh, but yet all roads point to Mac Jones for 49ers. It seemed like even the 49ers were saying that, which you know, I'm hoping I get surprised and we're just getting gassed up. But I I get the infatuation with Mac Jones and the accuracy, but I see that more for New England, not for. Yeah, I think Shanahan can turn anyone to a good quarterback, but I think he'd turn Lance into a Mahomes. Oh, for sure. I mean, if Lance ends up in San Francisco, then, yeah, I'd have to pick him to have the better career. Yeah, you know? You know, they, they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. They're, they're loaded. I mean, uh, all they really need is a quarterback. And, then he, you know, Shanahan, his, you look at his track record with developing QBs. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's... Super Bowl. Yeah, so so if that's where Lance ends up, yeah, I'll, I will take him because you know, <laughs> that, that would be an absolute perfect situation for for any quarterback to play in, really. Yeah, but it, all, all roads seem to point, point to uh, point to Mac Jones there. Uh, he is NFL agent from, the only NFL agent from the state of Iowa, Lewis Bing. Uh, what, Lewis, we can find you on Instagram. Is that Lewis underscore Bing underscore official? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram. Um, that's, that's the app that most of the, the players use, so that's the app that I use the most these days. You don't, you really see them as much on, on Facebook and you know, Twitter, not so much either. So that's, that's my app of choice because of that. Yeah. So if you're a player looking for an agent or if you're a parent with a young athlete or an athlete heading to college, uh, jump in Lewis's uh, DMs and talk to him. He can <laughs> ask some questions for you. Lewis underscore Bing underscore official um, at, on Instagram. Lewis, we all know that most college athletes meet their agent way before they finish their senior season. Uh, but remind me at what point is a high school athlete or college athlete uh, legally, as far as athletics is concerned, allowed to hire an agent, according to the NCAA. Well, you, you can't hire an agent until, I mean, once you hire an agent, your, your NCAA eligibility is over. So you have to so, declare so, by the time you hire. Or you better, yeah, you better be ready. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, the players, they have conversations with, with the agents throughout. I mean, the guys who are going to be first-round picks, they, they really start talking to agents, but much, much, you know, before it. And before the, the typical guys do, but yeah. you know, a, a lot of the seniors they start talking to the summer before their senior year. A lot of schools will have agent days where they they invite agents to come over and, and speak to their seniors. So it's um, you know, I, I'd say most most of the the players have an idea of who they're going with by the time that they're done playing. High school or college? 
No, college, college, so, high school's way. I mean, yeah, yeah, so high school's a, way a, too young. As a parent, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a parent, at what point in my, you know, young athlete, if I know they're going to a great college for sports, uh, you know, freshman year, sophomore year went great for them. Should I be looking? Should I be reaching in your DM saying, "Hey, man, uh, you know, where do I start here?" Or is that too soon? Should I wait till senior year and then start reaching out? Because I know it gets finicky on when those conversations start, and you know, Reggie Bush, what what happened during, you know, what kind of money did you receive during those conversations or beyond? Uh, but it, when can I actually meet you as a parent or an athlete to start those engagements? Not to hire you, but just to say, hey, I know my career is going in a good direction. Uh, I want to start talking business. So communicating, that's that's never an issue. You know, with the NCAA, if you provide any benefit to a player, that's going to get them in trouble. But but there's never been uh, there's never been a player in history who was suspended for speaking to an agent. A lot of people have that misconception where, hey, you got to stay away from agents. But no, it's, we just can't give them any benefits. Like speaking, communicating, a phone call, that's, that's never, um, unless the coach has some team rule against it, you know, the NCAA, they're, they're never um, going to have any rules against communicating with agents. So it's, uh, you know, some guys want to reach out early. The parents sometimes want to reach out. They have questions because they think, you know, there's the NFL in the future and, and they want to, see what the you know see what scouts are thinking of them or see what they can do to best prepare for it and so you know um you know speaking to to players and 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 family who are concerned with those things that's that's pretty cool because a lot of times um they'll get a lot better information you know from us because we have the connections to the teams the scouts the gms versus just going online and looking at these internet sites that you know like i said these these bloggers can <laughs> Twitter, the Twitter. really have, have no no credibility putting these mock drafts together on the internet uh so lewis you know we've seen in the past you know back to 2012 2015 2016 where multiple quarterbacks have gone off the board to open up the draft it looks like we're going to have three right off the bat potentially four depending on what the falcons do when we look back five ten years down the road who do you think will be the best quarterback to come out of this draft I mean, I, I feel like Lawrence is the the easy answer. I mean, he's always been, you know, I think since they won the national championship, he, he's been compared to the next Peyton Manning. So everyone expects greatness from him. And, you know, when you look at it, what he's done and, and his tools, it's hard to bet against him. But, you know, like you said, if, if someone gets into that 49er system, um, they're going to be instant contenders, yeah. and, and they're going to be in a great situation. So it, it's so hard to say. But I guess, you know, if, you, if we're not factoring in the team, we're just, just talking about the kid, um, it, it's hard to bet against Lawrence. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they've, it, it seems like they've given Lawrence this crown since he was like a sophomore in high school, and he hasn't, he hasn't lost it, respect to him. You know, he's had that pressure going into Clemson and throughout his Clemson career, and he's done it beyond means. Uh, but for some reason, I'm still not bought into Lawrence being the next Peyton Manning or whatever they keep comparing him to. I I, I don't see it on the NFL level. Uh, I, and again, it comes down to the system. I think he's going to a great situation in Jacksonville with a with a nice cap opportunity there. Uh, but where, where do you see Justin Fields falling in all this? Because I, I feel like longevity wise, Justin Fields might be my best quarterback coming out today. You know, I saw a mock draft. The other day, from I think it was Chris Sims uh, from NFL Network, mocking him at 32 to Tampa Bay. Oh man! Which <laughs> How disrespectful. I, I don't, I can't see that happening. But no. Denver wouldn't uh, let that happen. Carolina might not even let that. Philadelphia wouldn't let him go past 12. 
you know. Yeah, so um, and it, it's hard to say anything can happen, especially this year, because you know with the whole COVID thing, I feel like a lot of the projections are going to be probably a little bit uh, less accurate this year than it typically is. Uh, so well, I, I don't see him, you know, like I don't see him falling that that low either. You know, um, I, I do think, um, man, I you know. I think we, you know, we spoke on the phone back back in the spring, and I, I told you back then I thought Justin Fields was the second best quarterback. Yeah, man. so he's being you know, so I don't, I personally don't understand why he's falling so much. You know, I would, if I was, you know, two or three, I would, I would get him with one of those picks. But uh, you know, that's just me, though. I don't think there's any way he goes all the way to thirty-two. There's no way, even if you were to drop out of the top fifteen for whatever reason, there's no way. That he gets past <laughs> Chicago and New England with the problems they have at yeah. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in New England would be a great, a, a great situation. Oh man, New England might move up for him. I even think my Eagles might still try to move up. That you know, we're gonna have Tavian Banks here shortly give us his top five and have a listener uh, go against him because I, I think the top five, I think four with Falcons. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, they could trade yeah, out you, of there. You know. Pitt. If I was if I was Justin Fields and I and I fell, you know, I was expecting to go top five the entire past season, but I fallen, you know, into New England's lap. I I wouldn't be upset at all. You know, I, I'd see yeah. that as a, oh, man. a great opportunity. They're gonna, you know, Bill Belichick is still there. They're gonna be they're gonna be loaded the next ten years with with Justin Fields at quarterback. And if, to have uh, Cam in your room showing you, you know, pointing out things on the camera uh, with Cam in the Q- QB room. You know, you know they're gonna build that defense. Uh, we gotta let you get out of here, Lewis. Uh, I got one more question though. How do you manage your your clients' expectations during draft weekend? You know, I know you said you're expecting you know four to six round this weekend, Saturday. How do you manage those expectations if it comes to the seventh or eighth round or whatever? Maybe obviously not that far, but I mean, I, I'm lucky this year. You know, uh, BK uh, William Bradley King, we call him BK. He, he's just such a humble kid, and he just uh, you know he says whatever opportunity he gets, he's going to be happy with. So you know he's a guy who who really came out of nowhere. He had uh, I, he he was getting FCS offers uh, all the way to his senior year of high school. He ended up at Arkansas State, you know, a smaller school, and he grad transferred to Baylor last year. So he finally you know was able to show show everybody what he could do at the highest level. But you know he, he's a guy who never had much hype his entire life. So he, he's not he's not really expecting anything. He's going to be happy no matter where he goes. So it's it's a really easy situation dealing with a guy like that. Um, and, and the other thing is just just always being honest, you know, telling them what the scouts are saying, telling them yeah. what what the GMs are saying. It's you know rather than there are guys there are the guys I've I've met you know who train with them who are going to be you know late day three picks who are saying oh I'm hearing I'm going in the first round and I have no idea where they get that from and I would hate to be that kid's agent whenever he he gets yeah. drafted in the sixth or seventh. You so. got to be transparent with these guys. Or they're, they're just being honest with them, <laughs> being, being honest with them. For the most part, that's you know things are going to be okay. Uh, it, it's where they they start listening to the wrong voices, or uh, I, I don't know. You know, with that kid, I have no idea where where he got a first round from. But um, <laughs> you know, as long as the kid is you know the, the kid is not expecting to go anything you know way above what everyone's saying, I think I think he'll be all right. He is the uh, only NFL agent, and I checked. Born and raised from the state of Iowa, at least currently. Uh, Louis Bing, tell us one more time how we can get a hold of you for my parents, especially my Ankeny parents who I see out a lot. You know what? You know, you have my number. If anybody reaches out to you, you can always connect them to me. Okay, um, you know, of course, of course, my, my, I'm on Instagram. Just, you know, search my name. I'll be there. So, you know, definitely, uh, you know, love the state of Iowa. I still come back all the time. I, I was back last month, you know, watching the uh, boys basketball state state championships. So, um, 
Oh, yeah. So definitely come back a lot and definitely keep, uh, keep uh, what was I going to say? Well, keep, uh, keep in touch with all of you guys, for sure. Yep, yeah, you know. got to keep an eye on those Waukee and Ankeny boys, so, and girls at that. Uh, all right, man, I appreciate you. We'll definitely catch up with you in a couple weeks. Good luck to uh, good luck to BK this weekend. And you. Thanks. Yep, right. Talk to you after that. Lewis Bing, NFL agent, born and raised in the state of Iowa. Lewis underscore Bing, B-I-N-G underscore official on Instagram. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Tavian Banks right after this. That Benny the Butcher bang. Uh, shout out to Lewis Bang, NFL agent, the only NFL agent currently, uh, current NFL agent who was born and raised in the state of Iowa, always doing great things. Uh, good luck to his uh, BK, William Bradley King out of Baylor. He's got his uh, player expected to go in the fourth round this weekend. Uh, joint now with Tavian Banks, former NFL scat back and Hawkeye great. Uh, Tavian, as I mentioned, we had Lewis Bang just on in the last segment discussing the draft. And it's, uh, we also discussed the sticky area of when you are allowed to hire an agent, start talking to an agent and all that. <laughs> Uh, as a college athlete, at what point did you first meet your agent or reach out to them, or did they reach out to you? Uh, I didn't reach out to any agents. They they start, um, you start know. prying uh, around. I mean, because there was no social media, so they couldn't they, jump in your they, DMs back uh, then. I mean, to be honest with you, like nowadays, there's so much access to these, these athletes. Social media. Social, social media. So how there's did, no, how back in the no 60s when you're telling, playing? like, how, how, many, how often or how fast uh kids are getting uh contacted nowadays how, sure how was it back in what 98 or you know right. 70s when you got uh, right <laughs> <laughs> you always got did jokes that's funny, you know right? did they fox it or <laughs> <laughs> no like uh i mean like you got messages through i mean like your, you you could get messages through your high school coach you could get messages through your college coach okay you could get messages through family members so you, as you early know, as like high school all types of different things that will happen. Yes. What do you mm-hmm. What do you remember most uh, from waiting to see your name on the ticker during that draft of 1998? Ah, well, uh, unfortunately, like for me, I was supposed to go in the first round. That didn't happen. Um, didn't go in the second round. Didn't go in the third. But I, I ended up going in the fourth round. So it was nerve wracking for me because oh, I yeah. sat around that whole first day uh, where the first three rounds went. Did, did um, so they have was, a camera on you? No, because okay, I, I, was, I was at my house, actually, <laughs> at my home and stuff like that, so with my family and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, I mean, it was just tough, you know, tough day not to see it. But, again, uh, for me, I always just wanted, like, the opportunity to be able to get there. Um, yeah. And then, you know, everything will speak for itself once you're there. Uh, you can either play or you can't or, you know, unfortunately, you know, injuries happen and things like that, too. But, um, you know, uh, the, the light or the talent is always going to shine through at some point. Okay, look at you preaching. But and I was going to ask how accurate your agent was. Uh, obviously, he wasn't that accurate with the projections. Um, <laughs> well, how, how did you, you know, manage like, your even, expectations though? I would say like back when I was coming through too. I didn't. I was so busy like training and all that type of stuff, and you know, it, it, like. They didn't have social media and all this you type of stuff. You weren't watching Chris Morton? No, no. Oh, wow. I, w- no I wasn't watching, you know, Sports <laughs> Center. I didn't know, you know, like He's I, still I just not knew. He's still not watching Sports Center. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't watching like the news, the sports, you know, yeah, uh, comment pass or any of that type of stuff. So I was too busy like training and working out and all those type of things. So I didn't, I have no idea. All I knew, I was supposed to be, you know, like a first rounder back then. But, you know, I, obviously it didn't happen. But, you know, um, a lot of these guys get locked in and stuff like that. But nowadays, 
days, I'm sure it's very hard with social media and everything else yeah. that pops up. So you'll see it like everywhere. Yep. And then you got the camera in your face and they're watching mm-hmm. every emotion. Did you cry when, when it actually happened? You hugged your mom and cry? <laughs> Don't mind. No. Don't, nobody's listening. <laughs> Uh, no, I did not cry at all. I, I actually was working out uh, when uh, Coach Coughlin called my house. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I actually missed missed his call. I had to call him back when I got home. Well, it was like day three, um, was actually, so you were like, actually, this is over. Uh, I was actually working out with Roger Craig in the Quad Cities at, okay. at a, a track in, uh, at Augustana College. So, <laughs> Okay. Yep. And you didn't fire agent after you didn't go in the first round. No, no, man. You, you know, like, uh, we, I had a, a great agent and stuff like that. So it, it wasn't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to blame the agent or anything like that. You already did. You already did. No. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, draft is unpredictable. You know, you know, some, some guys are, are locks or whatever the yeah. case may be, but other ones, you know, you just never know what's going to happen sometimes. And, and team needs, you know. Yeah. You, sometimes the team gets what they need or don't yep. decide to go a di- different direction. That ca- could drop you as far, you know, yeah. Kyle Pitts, I think, is the best player in the draft possibly yep. uh, next to some offensive linemen, and he may drop out of the top 10 just because the team needs and all these quarterbacks. Right. Um, you know, uh, speaking of Absolutely. the draft, man, we're, uh, for the bank on it, I'm going to have you go through your top five, but uh, real quick, I'm going to tell you how it, how it works. Actually, Frenchie, hit the music. Then we'll talk about how it works. Hit the music, hit the Frenchie. Music, Frenchie. There we go. They may not catch it. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage inside the 20. Forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. It's time for Bank on It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. Listen to that voiceover by Frenchie. Smooth. All right, here's how it's going to work, man. You're going predict to the, predict the top five draft picks for tonight. Uh, a lucky listener will have the opportunity to challenge your picks and win if you're wrong. Uh, lucky winner, you can call in here in about eight minutes, around nine 9.45, and again at 10.45, 515-244-1350, uh, We'll open up the phone lines, as I mentioned, at 9.45, 10.45. The 13th caller will have a chance to enter to win a $25 uh, Wingstop gift card. Here's how you win. Tavian's top five picks, which we know Tavian doesn't watch sports, so the odds are in your favor. <laughs> His top five picks, if any of them are wrong tonight, uh, you that 13 quarter will win $25. Uh, they got an opportunity to win $50 because when they call in, they can give me their top five. And if their top five is right and yours is wrong, they'll win $50 next week to Wingstop. Uh, and you know we have to plug Wingstop, so don't don't play with Seneca's money. He's coming on in the next hour to talk draft, and this is this is his personal pocket money right here that you're uh, that you're ah. risking. Uh, so so no pressure. I'm gonna let all him know right. you lost him some money. Oh, uh, man. All right, let's start with number one, man. The Jackson Jagu- Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. I think we all know which way we're going. Uh, hopefully yes. you do too. Yeah. What do you got? My former team, Jags. I'm going with Joy Lawrence. Oh, all right. Justin Lawrence, sir. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Trevor. I said Joey, Trevor, right? Yeah, he said Joey Lawrence from Blossom. <laughs> and I said Justin Lawrence. You like that? Trevor, yeah. You threw me off. <laughs> We're off to, a, off to a great start for uh, one lucky winner to win $25. I'm messing around. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. Uh, number two on the clock, and this is where it gets a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, the New York Jets. Who are they I going? know, right? Jets, I'll go with Wilson. Uh, I, I like Wilson. I was, is BYU, isn't that yep. the guy? Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I think he's got a lot of lot of upside and everything like that. So I, I think the Jets should take him. But you never know the Jets in their yeah. draft picks. You never know what they're going to do. So. They are the Jets. Kyle yeah. Brady over uh, Warren Sapp. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yep. you know the uh, you know I Wilson. played with Kyle Brady in Jacksonville too. He, he's a good dude. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well, Wilson to me smells like Trubisky. He had one great year at North Carolina, then all of a sudden the Bears move up to seven to pick him ahead of Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's happening with Wilson right now at yep. number two or three. Uh, 
And Frenchie, hopefully you're taking notes. We got Lawrence on the first one, Wilson mm-hmm. on the second one. Uh, number three is the San Francisco 49ers. They moved up this pick via the Miami and Houston trade. Yep. Uh, who you got for San Francisco? This is where I'm going to get it right here. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Oh, ho, ho. I would love to see. Yes. That. I would love to see. I mean, all roads. It sounds like even San Francisco mayor is saying they're picking Mac Jones. You know, right? Everyone, but I don't. I don't see Mac. Jones. I see. You know, I see Trey Lance, then mm-hmm. Wilson, then Fields, then Mac Jones. But yep. uh, that'd be huge. Yeah, and that would that, would, that would change up the whole draft. There we go. That That's would change what, up the know, whole draft. It, it always happens. And then. After following San Francisco 49ers, you got another question mark with Atlanta yep. Falcons. Are they trading out of this pick? Are they going for a quarterback? Are they going for Kyle Pitts? Are they trading mm-hmm. Julio before the draft happens tonight and getting a wide receiver, Jamar Chase? What's, what's, right. ha- what's the Falcons doing? Well, I think uh, Matt Ryan is still a, a top-notch uh, quarterback, um, but you never know what, the, what they're going to do. But I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. Wow. So they're going receiver, receiver, Alabama. Keep loading up. Keep loading up that offense. And so does that mean they're getting rid of Julio, who the GM said he's open to taking trade? Uh, well, he could, but, they, you know, Devontae could learn behind Smith. Or, you Ridley know, he, and uh, Julio. Yep, he can learn a lot from those guys. But also just, you know, Devontae, I think he could be a slot receiver. He could do yeah. a lot of different things, too. They do really like those Alabama receivers. They do. Yep. Man, that Absolutely. would just be, that would be very, very disappointing if Atlanta Falcons. I feel like they can move down with, you know, maybe Denver Broncos at nine or something like that to get a receiver. Yep. Uh, but. That good pick. So we have uh, yeah. number five, Cincinnati Bengals, notorious yeah. for messing up this pick. I know, uh, they, but they, they got Joey Burrow. Will. They got they need weapons, but they also mm-hmm. also need an offensive line. Which way yep. are they going? Uh, offensive lineman, the dude from uh, what is he out of Oregon? Oregon, yeah, Panay Sewell. Yes. Sewell. There we go. There, that's a great pick. There we go. Him and Burrow will be best friends for another ten years. Yep, if they go absolutely, that route. absolutely. Unfortunately, they'll probably go Jamar Chase. Right, <laughs> but, but, but that's a great pick. <laughs> I like that. So number one, we got the obvious Trevor Lawrence or Joey Lawrence, as Tim Banks calls him. Uh, <laughs> number two, New York, New York Jets is taking Wilson, which I think uh, the consensus is. Uh, number three, San Francisco with the trade up is where we get sticky fields, uh, which would be awesome. Uh, and then number four, we have Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, and Panul. Pan- say his name again, Frenchie. Panay Sewell. Sewell for uh, Cincinnati Good job, Bengals. Frenchie. All right. I, I like where so, you're going. Someone has to remember the name. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> we have to bring a geek on board just to make sure we get the good stuff right <laughs> in the most polite way ever. Uh, so I, I like your picks. No pressure on Seneca here. And as I mentioned, we're looking for the 13th caller here in about three minutes. Uh, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Go against Tavian's bank on a statement. And you can also give me your top five for a chance to win $50 as opposed to $25 to Wingstop. Uh, you got to love those wings. Have you tried Wingstop? Don't lie to me. No, I've never been to Wingstop. Oh, here we go. This is, y'all, that's, Not one time. That Seneca Tavian beef still going uh, on. No, yep. there's no beef, man. I, I, <laughs> Seneca's a good dude, man. He, he Tell him about that low. He said he can beat you in a foot race. Yeah, he probably could right now. <laughs> yeah. Sure. What, I got what, old knees and an old ankle and out of shape, so that's me. Yeah. So I think Sen- last time I saw Seneca, he looked like he was pretty good shape still, so. That's good for him. Yeah, he's a pretty he's a pretty boy. He likes to he likes to stay at the gym. <laughs> you you work. Good. You're too busy for that. You're right? a dad. You're a worker. You don't like yeah. sports. Doesn't he work at the YMCA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually, have, I, have, I actually have to work, not like work out. No, come on. Overtime. Just get those Zoom calls while you're on the aerobics machine or something. <laughs> he is right. and a former NFL scat back. 
Fabian uh, Banks, Iowa Hawkeye, great three-time Gatorade Player of the Year. Allegedly, I only saw two online, but allegedly Ooh, three, three times. Okay. I got I got the hardware to show it. Please. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's right behind you talking to you. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, man. Look forward to next week and seeing if uh, you want someone some wings. All right. All right. Yeah, man. Good, man. <laughs> yeah, have a good one. All right. See you guys. Tavian Banks got that notorious laugh. I think he might have snor- snorkeled or something. Oh, there, he too. definitely snorted and I about died. <laughs> I love, love to make a guy laugh, you know? Uh, we're we're going to take a quick break. Like I said, we're going to open up these phone lines. Tavian Banks has uh, Trevor Lawrence going one, Wilson going two, Fields going three, Devontae Smith going four, and Sanu going uh, five to the Bengals. Sewell. 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 We're, we'll get that sooner or later. Sewell. Panoy Sewell going to the Bengals at five. So this is your opportunity to give me your top five and to tell me that Davian's wrong, uh, which he's given you two, uh, at least two opportunities in there for him to be wrong. Uh, so check in with us, tap in with us, 515-244-1350. We're opening up the phone lines right after the break. Go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep on 1350 ESPN. All right, Frenchie's working the phone lines now. 515-244-1350. 244-1350. He's trying to make his way through to the 13th caller. Uh, your chance to win $25 to Wingstop. Uh, just saying that Tavian Banks is going to be wrong with his top five pick. Uh, they just made last segment. Trevor Lawrence going first. Wilson going second. Fields going third to San Francisco. Uh, Devontae Smith to the Atlanta Falcons at four and Cincinnati taking the offensive lineman from Oregon Sewell. Uh, so here's your opportunity to uh, win 25 bucks and uh, give me your top five. And if your top five is right next week, uh, we got the phone line blowing up there, Frenchie. Uh, next week, you'll have your opportunity to win 50 bucks. If yours is right and Tavian's is wrong, 515-244-1350, 515-244-1350. I think He's working his way up to 11. All right. We got, can we get a name and uh, we'll attach here and see, see if we can get his top five. And uh, I, I have a feeling Tavian is going to be wrong. If I was the Falcons at number four and I wanted Devontae Smith, one, I would try to trade Julio. And two, I would move down to, you know, seven with Detroit, eight with Carolina, nine with Denver. You know, there's opportunities to move down from that four spot and still get a top three receiver and probably still get Devontae Smith. Uh, we're drawing here with our winner. What's his, who, who we got, Frenchie? This is Kyle from Des Moines. Kyle from Des Moines. How you doing, sir? Hey, good, guys. How you doing? Appreciate you listening and joining us, man. Uh, Tavian Banks, last segment, just made a, a wild prediction for tonight for the top five. Uh, this is your chance to win 25 bucks to Wingstop by uh, him being wrong tonight. You'll, we'll award the winner next week, so you'll get your winnings next week. Uh, but also to win 50, up that to $50 by giving me your top five. And if you're correct and Tavian's wrong, you get $50 for Wingstop instead of 25 thanks to Seneca Wallace, who'll be joining us here in about... Uh, 30 minutes actually in the next segment or the next hour. Uh, so Tavian Banks first overall for Jacksonville Jaguars had Trevor Lawrence followed by Wilson for the Jets uh, followed by San Francisco 49ers picking fields. That's where it kind of gets ugly. Uh, and then Atlanta Falcons taking Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, wide receiver and then Cincinnati Bengals taking Seoul. You you agree with Tavian or are you going against him? Um, I will go against him on that fourth pick there. On the fourth pick, and so you you agree with every so your top five would still be uh, Trevor Lawrence, Wilson. You still you like Fields to forty nine? I do. I do like Fields. Wow, That's I would there. love to see that. I love. I would love to see that. I'm not sure it will happen, but I would love to see that. But who do you got at four for Atlanta Falcons, or are they trading at out? Four, I think they will go with Pitts. Pitts. Oh, yeah. my guy from Philly. Yeah, get a target there for Matt Ryan. That would be the smart move. 
or trade down and get Pitts. But you know, yeah, I would, I would not. That wouldn't surprise me either. And then for five, you got the Bengals going offensive line still. Oh yeah, need to protect Joe Burrow coming off that injury. You know, but it's the Bengals, man. They're going to look at Jamar Chase and be like, oh, Joey's friend. Yeah, hey, that would be cool. I would love that. If it, they it, reunited for fantasy wise. It'd be cool. Exactly. <laughs> For the Bengals fans, it'd, it'd be a long next five seasons. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle, you get that written down, Frenchie? All right, man. Uh, we appreciate you calling in. We're going to check in. Frenchie, you got his number? Yeah. All right. We're going to check in with, tap in with you next week. Whether you win or lose, we'll call you on air and uh, chop it up with you and uh, hopefully it'll be awarding you some uh, wings, man. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Go Vikes. Yep. And go deep. Go Vikes. Oh, no. <laughs> right, tell me, all right, should the Vikes get a quarterback? Because everyone's I, not talking about them being in a quarterback hunt. And I'm thinking, why are you not in a quarterback hunt? I would love it. If they could trade up maybe 8-9 there and take one of the top quarterbacks, I'd be fine with that. And they're sitting at 14, two behind my Eagles. Yeah, it's not going yep. to be slim pickings at 14 for a quarterback by then. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, good luck tonight, sir. It should be a fun night. Pop some beer, eat some wings, and uh, we'll talk to you next week regardless. All right, for sure. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yep, thanks, Kyle. Kyle from Des Moines joining us. Tavian Banks uh, gave an opportunity. He actually agrees with Tavian with uh, or San Francisco taking fields. You know how great... San Francisco would be right away a healthy defense coming back if they had fields. I mean, they'd be a Super Bowl contender, which I should make some reminder to make your bets. Uh, no matter what you go through, bet MGM or William Hill or bet now. Make your bets before the draft starts because the moment 49ers or any of those teams move up and get a good pick and all of a sudden their team's reloaded, uh, those odds are going to go up big time. But 49ers with fields, Frenchie? And I think the big thing, too, is they're still in a position that some people are a little you know, hesitant on his mechanics and you let Fields sit for a year. You still have Jimmy Garoppolo. They've yep. already said they're not going to trade him. So I that's what is starting to make me think they're not taking Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a guy that can start day one. He's going to be a good quarterback. He's, smart, in the NFL. he's accurate. He might be a you know make a couple Pro Bowls, but I think you're seeing maybe Ryan Tannehill as his peak yeah. potentially yep. without the ever uh, you know without the running ability. But I'm looking you look at Justin Fields, you look at Trey Lance, they're ceiling is so high. You don't know what exactly they could turn into. One of them could turn into the next Lamar Jackson. They could turn into a bust. But you don't trade up to the three spot to take the safe option. And I, I heard something yesterday where I'd rather invest in trying to fix Lance or uh, Fields mechanics than trying to teach Mac Jones the athleticism of Lance and Fields. Uh, more likely to happen, Fields throwing a better ball or Lance being able to run a 4 3 you know, it's and, and it's not just the speed, it's, it's the throwing on the run. It's the, you know, Fields had a second pro day for the 49ers. That was strictly for the 49ers. And that's, I think that's where these judgments are weighing. Kyle, Taven, Tavian, uh, you know, this is where you're looking like, you know, why, why Mac Jones? You know, yeah, he could have won Heisman. Yeah, he had a great year last year, but Trey Lance, Justin Fields, these are guys who can change the game for you for multiple years. Uh, especially a team like 49ers with the defense, with the offensive line, with, with the running game, you can protect that guy. And, you know, even if he did start this year, if Garoppolo went down after four, four games, I feel comfortable having Fields come onto that field. Uh, Mac Jones, it, he could have a great season or he could be deer in the headlights. Uh, and again, like I said, with uh, Lewis Bang, NFL agent who joined us earlier, um, I, I think Shanahan's great enough to turn anyone into a, a good quarterback and make his system work. It's just that type of system that, uh, you know, whether you're John Elway or Matt Ryan, you can succeed in this offense. Um, and those are big names, but that they have that offense, that sprint right offense, that zone running offense that a lot of quarterbacks, if they're accurate enough, will have a great career in it. Uh, but man, I like that Fields move. 
Uh, Devontae Smith, I don't know about. I don't know about. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is what Falcons need. That is that is who they can plug in right now and then plug in some defense. They and need be a tight a end. They yep. absolutely and, need a tight end. And not just any tight end. Another Julio Jones almost as far as big body in the red zone. You know, and Ridley and I just feel like if they're going to move Julio, it's got to be before the draft today. Um, it'll be after June first. Yeah. Oh, it has it, to be right. It yeah. turns not just that; it turns the uh, cap hit from t- for them from twenty one million to seven million yeah. to move him. Yeah, that 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 makes a big difference. Okay, but you could have got so much value for him. You know, I mean, a month ago, or you know, you could look at it as they're going to agree to a trade, but they're not going to file the paper. Like they could, you know, basically trade him for like a first or second round pick tonight. And tonight or tomorrow, whatever the case might be, and you know they'll tell the team who they want them to take, and that team will draft the player, and then the trade will be official in just over a month. And I don't know if I'm missing something, but I'm pretty sure the Houston Texans don't have a first round pick. Nope, that went to Miami. Yeah, so Houston Texans. I know we kind of quieted down Deshaun Watson. Ah, you 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 got to trade this guy, you, and you should have did it three months ago, so you have these first round picks because no matter what you get in this draft. Second round, third round. It's, oh, they don't have a second round pick either. Oh, oh, oh. Push the knife in further. That, that, Bill O'Brien that, made that, one of the worst trade, two of the worst trades oh, in history. Yeah, Hopkins. Oh, my Lord. Uh, and then for all this, for our offensive linemen. Yeah, I think they gave up two first rounders, one or, or a second rounder, maybe two third rounders or something like that for him. Yep. And then with that trade up and trade down, the uh, Dolphins then added another. Two first round picks traded that to the one of those to the Eagles. So they basically turned Laramie Tunsil into three first round picks plus extras. Great move by the Dolphins. Horrible move by the Texans. And Texans, how do you not get two first round picks for Hopkins? You know, you got David Johnson and you're just looking salty. <laughs> you got David, a, David Johnson and, and a third round pick. You're not. You got to root for the guy. But man, David Johnson and third round pick. How disrespectful. How much do you have to hate Hopkins? To, to just get rid of him like that. I know he was causing stink, but you could have... I don't care what kind of funk he was calling causing. He was still the number one or number two receiver in the league. By far. By none. Bar none. And he still is. I mean, you know, you might put Adams up there with uh, Packers, but Hopkins had a great year with Kyler. And now they're reloading. They got Connor. They got some offensive pieces. They got defense. Uh, so Texans are, you know, no matter what they do in this draft, and they it won't be today, it'll be tomorrow... Uh, but no matter what they do in this draft, they're still rebuilding. And you still have Deshaun Watson not wanting to play with you, claiming he's not going to, he'll sit out the whole season, even though he's in legal trouble. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't like to feel bad for any team unless it's my Eagles. But man, I feel bad for, <laughs> feel bad for the Houston Texans. I almost felt bad for the Bears, but they do it to themselves. They kept pace, they kept their coach. Uh, they they posted QB1 next to Dalton's name. They did this, this is self inflicted wounds by the Bears. Uh, Houston, it was it was mostly done by one man, but just the city of Houston, man. And you just got to feel for them. Every team they got has just been dragged through the mud. Uh, and it's not over yet. Deshaun Watson is quiet down, but uh, he's going to try to battle back. Uh, but it's going to be a long summer for him and the team. Uh, we're going to take a break here shortly. Uh, get into the second hour. We got comedian Dante Powell. I believe he's doing a uh, Zoom graduation with DMAC right now, but he's going to hop on during his break around 10 15. Uh, French is D3 and 3 coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, we also have uh, Seneca Wallace. Uh, NFL coaching assistant for the Cowboys and former Cyclone great and of course former NFL quarterback uh, we'll talk to him about some of those draft day jitters and uh, his predict- predictions as to where he actually went uh, we'll do our homework first on Lactavian uh, but uh, 
pretty well stacked second hour coming. Not missing anything, Frenchie? No, I'm I'm just chomping at the bit for the draft tonight. I'm gonna be getting off work just as it's starting and gonna be listening to ESPN radio right to, right here on 1350. I'm tuning in, listening. I mean, we already know who the first two picks are. We know the first two picks, but that's where it gets shaky. That's why I only asked Tavian for his first five. Normally, I'd say, give me your top 10. Or with uh, Dante, uh, three, two months ago, we said, give us your top 15. Uh, but the five, three, four, five is where it's like... It, there's a know, lot of question marks. There's a lot. Of, and, it, and those will change the whole draft. So we'll get more into it in the second hour. This is Go Deep, broadcasting live from the Horizon Event Center Studios, 1350 ESPN. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. My daughter, gotta be one of those athlete parents who reach out to the agent when they're in like 6th or 7th grade and just kind of keep that communication going, see if they'll pay for the house or something. We had uh, NFL agent Lewis Bing join us in the first hour, kind of broke down to us of when, obviously, you have to finish your collegiate career before you can hire an agent. Uh, but that relationship with the agent starts way before that. Uh, usually about, what do you say, freshman, sophomore year uh, college is when you start kind of reaching out, answering some questions, building that relationship. And a lot of times it's the coaches, the high school AAU, high school coaches, the AAU coaches, uh, those relationships that kind of lead people towards the agents. Uh, but we know it's a sticky line. Uh, Tavian kind of laughed it off. Tavian Banks, who joined us in the last hour, he, you know, he's, he said he was talking to him way before, but they reached out to him, obviously, and um, sending stuff through the school to the coaches, sending gifts, uh, which, you know, seems illegal. <laughs> seems illegal. It's not, it's not giving you money, but uh, it's that same sketchy area with the boosters, uh, which is a, another another rule we can think about changing is the agent rule. You know, you hire an agent, you can't get back into school or, you, you know, you have to make sure you're ready to declare. If a junior hires an agent thinking he's ready to declare, it's hard. It's real difficult. He can turn back, but it's real difficult to redo that. And I don't think it should be that that difficult. The same way I don't think we should not be paying these. We should be paying these players. And maybe it wouldn't be such a intrigue for me to leave my freshman year or to find an agent that soon uh, to try to make some money. Uh, but thank you, Lewis Bang, for coming in. The only NFL agent born and raised in Iowa, current one that I found. Uh, and uh, again, you can find him on Instagram, Lewis underscore Bing B I N G underscore official. Uh, on Instagram, jump in his DMs if you have any questions or if you have a young athlete who uh, you're looking to get represent, represented. Uh, he's got uh, BK, William Bradley King from Baylor, the DN, who's moving up the board, hopefully coming out, uh, I think he said fourth round, fourth to sixth round. It's, it's so hard trying to give a, you know, imagine giving a, a guy a projection. Uh, they're talking first. Tavian said they were projecting him the first round. He went fourth. That is a long, and that was, you know, that was back when the first, second, and third round was the first day, and then fourth through seven was the second day. That's a that's he waited till midnight that first night. You, I guarantee he didn't go to bed before that show went off, thinking he might be picked in the third round. And it kind of reminds me of uh, the movie Draft Day, which is always yeah. some fun to watch on a day like today. Um, there's a player in there who's a college player named Vontae Mack, played by the late great Chadwick Boseman, at uh, the uh, you know the GM Kevin Costner playing um, GM of the Browns. You know, he wants to take him with a 19th pick. He's one of the guys that they're considering. And he uh, basically gets told that if he doesn't go to Cleveland at 19, he's going to drop out of the first round. Yeah. Which that's a huge thing because not only is it money, but that um, first round, your contract 
almost it's not guaranteed, but you're gonna get a lot, a lot more, more. You're gonna get a lot more leeway, and you have that fifth year option that a lot of teams will pick up, especially with the new r- rookie contract rules. When, you know they used to be able to go wild on that first overall pick, and now it's kind of limited. Uh, but that you, that first round means a lot, money wise and pride wise. You know when you're expecting that. Uh, but we we talked about that with Tavian Banks. It's, it's teams have needs. And so, you know, once that need is addressed or d- they decide that need's not a first round importance, you could drop second, third, fourth round, or you could be, you know, could be the Texans that were talking to you and you know they only have a third round pick. You're thinking, okay, well, <laughs> I'll be here for a while. And if they don't pick me, yikes. Uh, and so that pressure of, you know, being the agent, you know, what was, what was that movie with Tom Cruise and uh, Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. Oh, man. Show me the money. Show me the money. The agent, the player, the family. I mean, it gets emotional. We'll talk to Seneca Wallace. He'll be joining us here in about 30 minutes. I will ask him if he cried on uh, draft night. I, I think he was projected to go a little higher than he actually did as well. So we'll check in with him. Comedian Dante Powell will be joining us here in about 11 minutes for his Big O statement or Big O segment. And uh, Frenchie's D3 and 3. You ready to get into your D3 and 3, Frenchie? Absolutely. This one is a very sad one for me personally. Oh, but. the music's already sad. You're going to take us down. All right. Let's hit, let's hit it. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. It's time for D3 and 3 with producer Frenchie. Three minutes dedicated to Division 3 sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. So today we are talking about Lewis Buzz Levick, an absolute legend of the Iowa Conference, passed away earlier this week at 94 years old. A guy that was the head coach at Wartburg for the men's basketball team for 28 years. Over 500 career wins for that program. And a guy that not only was he great on the court, you know, 14 Iowa Conference titles, including nine consecutive from 67 to 75, 13 postseason tournaments, seven All-Americans. You know, there's a lot of great on the court there, but this is a guy... He and his wife together for 74 years. He was a World War II veteran. And one of the big things, continued to take an interest in Wartburg Athletics and their students. When I was announcing games at Wartburg, when we had the camera scanning the crowd, you could always pick out Buzz Levick, whether it was volleyball, women's basketball, men's basketball. You see him every now and then at a football game as well. This man was in his late 80s and early 90s when I was there and still making it out to all these events to support Warburg Athletics and the students and their passions. They were also people that they sponsored an education or a scholarship as well as a business scholarship for perspective as well as current students at Warburg. They you know Buzz Levick is just someone who continuously took an interest in the school where he spent a good part of his career. He was also a high school coach in the state of Iowa at a couple different high schools and between high school and college finished his career with over 700 wins as a head coach. And we know this is not D1 where you're playing 34 to 38 games a year. He was playing, did high school for a long time where he was maybe coaching 20 games to 25 games a year. And then D3 back then, you're maybe getting 30 to 35, but you know, you weren't winning all of them. So, you know, just an absolute legend. Uh, 58 all conference selections and the Iowa Conference Coach of the Year nine times. This was also a time when Warburg was also NAIA for a while, and he was the district coach of the year 15 times. He was inducted in the Des Moines Register, uh, Iowa Hall of Fame. 
He was inducted into Warburg's Hall of Fame and just believed to be one of the best coaches of any sport in Iowa Conference, now American Rivers Conference history. And one of my favorite things is that when you go to Warburg, you know who Buzz Levick is because his, the gym is named after him, Levick Arena. And there's a plaque commemorating him right outside. So, uh, you know, he was a huge part of my college career. So to have him pass away, it was a really sad time, especially since Warburg just lost another former coach earlier this week, who's also the brother of the athletic director. So it's been a tough week for the Warburg Knights. So rest in peace to uh, Jim Willis and to Buzz Levick this week. Buzz. Love the name Buzz. Good D3 and 3 there. Warburg is always on the map, man. No matter what sport, wrestling, football, uh, what baseball. What else, what else did they dominate in? I mean, women's Female basketball. Yeah. Women's basketball went to two Final Fours and has been to, you know, no NCAA tournament last this year, but five straight NCAA tournaments. Yeah, and, and to hear 700 wins, you don't hear that a lot next to anyone's name. So, uh, much respect. RIP to him. Frenchie's D3 and 3, the well most well-produced segment in radio. Uh, we're going to keep it moving, man. We got... Uh, Dante Powell coming up, comedian, in about seven minutes on his break from his graduation right now at DMAC. Uh, and I believe he's Zooming, so hopefully we'll be able to squeeze in. And then following him, we have uh, Seneca Wallace at 1030 joining us to talk a little draft day jitters, predict- predictions. I don't know if, uh, how much we can push him on where the Cowboys are going, but uh, maybe he can give us some inside information. And um, I still think Patrick Sertan is where they need to go. because that They got to go defense. D back. Trevon Diggs on one side and Patrick Sertan could be a great combo for the next decade. Especially losing Byron Jones last year or two years ago. So, um, you know, but as an Eagles fan, I would love to see them shoot for the moon and go for another receiver. You know, let them be the Detroit Lions of the 20s. Uh, but um, you're uh, saying that till they're passing for 500 yards on your mishmash, yeah. wishwash defense. But luckily, they've been able to do that the last couple of years, but they don't have enough defense to get them to the playoffs. Um, you know, Eagles have still until we gave up the division last season, Eagles have still been the winner of that, or not even a winner of the division, the gone the furthest in the playoffs out of all of our teams in our division until last year. Hasn't the division not had consecutive winners in like 10 years? Uh, Yes, it's something like that. And the NFC South was like that for a while too, almost 11 years. But Eagles won three years in a row with Andy Reid, and then it switched off every year after that, after like 2006 it went. A long time. Uh, and even when we won a Super Bowl, you know, we won a division that year. The next year, we were a wild card team when we beat the Bears off that. Uh, the double doink. Dunk, dunk. Parky. Bears fans, man. Bears, I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. I, I'm hoping Bears make a move, move up, you know. Uh, people are saying that Detroit Lions are going for defensive, offensive line. Uh, I, You know, in my opinion, the Packers are the only team in the division that should not be going for a quarterback in this draft. And that's because they went for a quarterback wrong? last year. And they went for and they didn't have to. Uh, they should have went for a wide receiver. Now they're definitely probably going for a wide receiver, maybe even move it up for one. Uh, one thing I'm curious about is should the Saints be in the hunt for a quarterback? Should they be looking <laughs> possibly moving up for a quarterback from their 30 spot or wherever they sit? With how bad their cap situation has been the last couple of years, you want as many young, talented pieces you can get. So I think they need to keep as many picks as they can because this team is going to come in with a couple issues. You know, they come in with a lot of issues, and they were a strong team, strong defense last year. Uh, Drew Brees isn't going to be their only hole. Um, yeah. They lost Trey Hendrickson, who was 13 and a half sacks last year. You know, he was playing offside of Cameron Hayward, or uh, Cameron Jordan, sorry. Hayward plays for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what can he do now with his new team? But how do they replace 13 and a half sacks? I want to see them potentially go on the defensive side. And, you know, if any of those edge rushers really drop, I would love to see Gregory Russo 
playing for New Orleans. You know, a guy that played for Miami doesn't have to move too far to go over to New I Orleans. Think, I think going into the season, they were hoping they would only have to go after some defense in the first couple rounds. Uh, but are you are you content in your division, especially depending on what Falcons do and what Carolina does? Are you content in your division, knowing that Winston is your quarterback or Hill is your quarterback? And you know you paid Hill last year. I don't. I at the time I didn't think that was a good move, even as a tight end. I didn't think that was a good move. It was good security, but you you're gonna have to pay. You know you're gonna take a little hit for Winston. But in my eyes, do you do you feel like Winston or Hill is gonna take you to the Super Bowl? If you feel like your defense is good enough for one, one more piece, and you got Kamara, you got the weapons, you got an offensive line. You think Jameis Winston is is enough? To get you there, I think it's enough to get him to the playoffs. But here's the big thing: is Tom rookie, Brady in your division? A rookie quarterback's not going to get them either. And the biggest yeah, thing depend on who it is if they were able to move up. But Andrew Luck couldn't take the Colts to the Super Bowl his first year. Peyton Manning well, couldn't take the Colts. This. But the, this Saints team has a lot more than that Colts team did. I know, but you know, you're still this, looking, and you're looking at a rookie. If it was Trevor Lawrence, there's a strong chance. Just, Justin Fields in New Orleans. Justin Fields is a still uh, like I said. I think he's still got a, he's got some issues. Young quarterback, but Jameis Winston played the first couple games. Justin Fields finished that. I I just think that New Orleans is a quarterback away from a Super Bowl team. But I think if one of them drops, then you look at it. But right now they're sitting if, at twenty eight right now. No one's dropping that far. No, that's what I was saying. <laughs> if they start to if they get outside the top ten, top fifteen, if Fields or Lance or whoever, even Mac Jones. Cal- Kyle Trask. Trask is going to be a second or third round pick. I you know I don't like him in the first round. I don't like David Mills from Stanford. I don't like Kellen Pond. These guys are developmental projects. I, if I you know me sitting at what thirty two Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kyle Trask is a great pick for me. A Florida guy, sit behind Brady for the next three years, and we're still a competitive Super Bowl bound team when Brady leaves. Well, the biggest thing is that. Tampa Bay is in a much different situation than New Orleans. Yes. Tampa Bay brought back 22 of 22 starters. New Orleans has a lot of holes they got to fill. That's why it's such a big deal for a Super Bowl team in the salary cap era to bring back all of their starters. To know that, and you already know they had depth already uh, because of the injuries last year on defense. They had some players who played. Uh, but to be able to bring that back, and it's kind of how Chiefs were sitting when they got a run back last year. Edwards Hilaire, two years ago, whatever that was. It's like we 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 have pieces we need to fill, but honestly, we can go any direction. We can have fun with this pick. We can go any direction we want because we know that we're still a Super Bowl team, and they were. They went back, you know. And so, uh, I you know the the Ravens are a team that people are saying should move up, get a quarterback. You can't don't disrespect Lamar like that. No, they need a, they need a wide receiver. They need, they need talent. They, they need, need a big body around. wide yes. receiver. They need talent around them. I would love to uh, see them trade up and get Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Steelers, you know, they're talking Najee Harris. I wouldn't mind seeing Steelers trade up and get a uh, quarterback. You know, Big Ben, even if he stuck around for a year and a half. Kyle Trask would be great behind Big Ben. Um, you know, there's there's so many quarterbacks out here, not just these top four or five that we keep talking about. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk to uh, Dante, comedian Dante Powell, about the Saints as well. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, go deep right after the break. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Still coming in about 15 minutes. We got former NFL quarterback, Cyclone Great, and current Cowboy coaching assistant, Seneca Wallace, joining us to talk a little NFL draft. I'm so, ah, so excited to see what my Eagles do. 
I really want them to move up, man. That four spot from the Falcons is looking good. I know my buddy Brad is a big Falcons fan. Uh, he also doesn't want to see Julio, Julio leave. And I'm like, what do you want for your team? You want to you want to keep Julio for another five years, or do you want to win a Super Bowl while Matt Ryan still has a chance to win a Super Bowl, which is not going to happen. Let's face it, the NFC South is between the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, speaking of Saints, we will have uh, comedian Dante Powell join us, I believe, uh, here shortly. He's getting out of a uh, graduation, a Zoom graduation for DMAC, trucking, the trucking world. Uh, but so many pieces. I, I love the new format of the draft of one round today and then two rounds tomorrow. But I, you know, it always feels like at the end of this one round, I needed one more round. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing it go one, two on Thursday, three, four on Friday. Uh, three rounds in one day was just too much on the first day. Especially as a kid, I can't stay up till midnight trying to see if my Eagles exactly. scored a second second pick out of their two in the first three rounds. Uh, but right now, you know, tonight, knowing that my team has one pick with the possibility of moving up, knowing that your team might have two picks with the possibility of moving up, uh, you know, hit us up. I'm opening up the phone lines at the end of this uh, hour, 1045-515-244-1350 for your chance to win $25 and talk to me about what you think your team should do. Uh, but now we're joined with comedian Dante Powell. Uh, Dante, we talked about your top 15 but really, I think it comes down to this top five. We just had Tavian give his top five. Here's how he went. He went Trevor Lawrence, obviously, to number one, uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Jets, Wilson, number two. Then he yep. uh, made a slight turn, which uh, one of our callers agreed with. San Francisco 49ers taking fields at three. And okay. uh, he had Atlanta Falcons taking Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama at four. And then Sewell to the Bengals at five. Uh, I know you had a little different... Uh, you know, about a month and a half ago, and that was your top fifteen. Where, where's your top five sitting? Because I think three and four is really the uh, wild cards right now. Yeah. So right now, I got Lawrence and Wilson one and two. I've actually got the Forty ers taking Trey Lance. That's what I would love to see too. I think he sits for a year and he's your next Mahomes, especially in that system. Yeah. Yeah, and then four in Atlanta. So this is a tough one. I was thinking. I'm thinking Justin Fields, but the more I actually think about it, man, if if the Falcons take Kyle Pitts, I, which I think they're going to do, That's if they take Kyle said. Pitts, man, with Ridley and, you know, you still got Julio, like that's going to be a – a, a, a heck of a receiving team. core. Yes, it's gonna be a nasty team, and their defense is getting better. They got a smart GM over there. Uh, I yeah. I don't see how the Falcons don't trade back out of this pick, even if it's you know to seven with Detroit Lions or to eight with Carolina or nine with Denver Broncos, which I think is more likely, or even my Eagles twelve. I don't think they go that far, but I think they can wait two picks and get Kyle Pitts. I think they can wait two picks and possibly get Lance. Uh, unfortunately, I wish the Forty uh, Nineers would take Lance or Fields, but. All roads point to Mac Jones, and I'm hoping that's just a smoke cloud because I don't even. Yeah. Put, I put him as the B level of those other three quarterbacks, other four quarterbacks. Um, Same, so, and you know. yeah, it, it feels like Kyle Shanahan is playing the game like that. <laughs> I hope so, it, John yeah. Lynch. Yeah, I, I hope so. But Shanahan is a genius, so any quarterback he gets is going to be successful in his system. I believe. Um, eh. you know. I mean, tell that to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, well, Jimmy... He, Super Bowl appearance. and Yeah, he made it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy has been unhealthy two out of the three years. Um, okay, you know, his t- staff tell it to bad. C.J. Beathard or whoever was his backup. Yeah, yeah, that's and that, you know, Iowa boy, he, he probably shouldn't have made it to the league anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. Um, but uh, look at Matt Ryan when Shanahan was with the Falcons. Super Bowl, right. MVP, Garoppolo. I don't think he would have went to the Super Bowl with New England. 
He, okay. he you know, we he easily went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. They dominated that season until they but met did, the Chiefs. But did Jimmy dominate or was it the he, running attack? He that's that, all exactly. That's what I'm saying about that system. You got zone running and a sprint right, you know, option pass play. You got you got receivers on cross routes and your quarterback doesn't have to do much but just be somewhat accurate. And Garoppolo has shown that he's not somewhat accurate in that Super Bowl. Uh, but he still made it to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, imagine a Trey Lance or a Fields or even a Mac Jones. Mac Jones is incredibly accurate, but he can't move outside that pocket. You know, and I, right. I, I'd rather try to tre- teach Fields and Lance the accuracy than try to teach Mac Jones the athleticism that the other two have. Yeah, because you can't teach that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Wilson. Wilson smells like Trubisky to me. Trubisky had that one year at, uh, and I know Lance didn't play last year, or play one game yeah. or whatever, but Trubisky had that one year at North Carolina, and all of a sudden teams are moving up for him. I will say the one thing about Zach Wilson that Trubisky did not have going on, Wilson has all the physical tools. Trubisky did not have a great arm. He had decent mobility, but yeah. I, I don't even understand how he was considered the best quarterback in that draft. Like I still don't fault the Bears for taking him over Mahomes. I fault them for taking him over Watson. They took him. Uh, they moved past Watson, and other teams were trying to do the same thing. So I, you know... You can't be mad at them. You look back and say idiots, but we're, we might look back in three years and look at the Jets and be like, typical Jets took Wilson when all these other teams are looking at Wilson the same way. Uh, but for me, I just don't I don't see it. I'd rather have, you know, even with the Jets, I'd rather have Lance. You got a de- defensive coach where you're probably going to end up running the ball a lot and you need a quarterback that can kind of play in that system. Yeah, but they don't have someone that Lance can sit behind. And they don't have any weapons. Like, I wouldn't want to go to the Jets in general. Uh, Wilson screwed, and I just think he, you know, Wilson has a better chance with the 49ers as he does with Jess, as any quarterback does. Uh, just but. imagine going from the Mormon BYU to the Big Apple, though. That's yeah. that's the part that worries me is that he's going to get swallowed up in his virginity in New York. is at risk. I can tell you that much from tonight on. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you still have a uh, school going to the Cincinnati Bengals, or were you sitting there? I do. Yeah, five. I got I got Cincinnati taking school. I mean that that's just that's a logical. Neat. Yes, and so. no, so they're not going to reach for Jamar Chase because that's what I'm afraid of. So uh, it that man, you know, the funny thing about this draft is that I still I don't think we're done with the trades. No, like no. there's going to be at least four more trades yes, tonight. I agree. Like, and I mean, I'm talking like pre-draft, even yeah, not it has to be. like there's going to be some during, spot. but that number man. four spot, Atlanta, I think is pre-draft. I think Philly's moving up. Uh, you know, we just talked in the last segment about. Should your Saints feel comfortable with Jameis Winston or Hill as their quarterback? Why Why shouldn't your Saints be in the market for a quarterback when they had a number one defense last year, uh, top three offensive line last year, they lost, they're losing weapons, uh, they're losing defensive ends and defensive weapons, so they should go defense, but can Jameis Winston be the Garoppolo to the Saints again I, in, a, in a Brady division? I think so. We've had some decent, decent talent, but the, the one thing I did want to say, and I don't want to forget this for you guys, the pick that I like thought of, and I'm like, you know what? That would the the best pick I think of the draft would be New England at 15 taking Najee Harris. Yeah, running back. So they, you know, Belichick loves Saban and his guys, yep. and that would be a weapon that that Cam Newton could use and do great things with. And, and so, term, especially with a, a defense like New England, will build again. Uh, yeah, because they they've got some good tight ends that he can check down to, and you can you can find some. I mean, they they've signed a few receivers, but that was the pick that I started as I started looking deeper into it. I was like, you know what? If he's because he's going to be available at fifteen, 
Yeah. That would be an excellent pick for them. Yeah, the only ones I see taking before him or taking him is Detroit, but I see New England moving up from 15. They just took DeAndre Swift last year, so I don't think they'll oh, take. Yeah, but ugh. especially a seventh <laughs> overall pick, they're not going to use that on a running back after no, just taking it. Trade down to 12 or something with Philly, but I, I see New England moving up for a quarterback. I, I think I don't see how New England doesn't. I also see Steelers moving up for Najee Harris. They just talk about, I, I keep hearing how much Tomlin loves Najee Harris and he wants to make a move for him and blah, I'll blah, you, blah. I'll but tell you this much. Too. If he goes to New England at 15, the only thing I can 100% guarantee is that one of my best friends will drink himself into a coma because he's a Dolphins fan, hates New England, and wants Najee Harris at 17. Oh, yeah. The, the Dolphins is another one. Wait, how? How would you feel if you're Tua right now? Because the Dolphins are in the market for a quarterback. I mean, they're, they, they're they, not going to take a quarterback. They can go get Devontae Smith or while you know a, a player from Alabama who they think Tua will feel comfortable with. They can get a running back for from Alabama who they think Tua will feel comfortable with. They can get an offensive lineman and build that line a little more to make Tua feel comfortable. Or they can just say tanking for Tua was a failure, and we're coming up. We got we're sitting in great position to take a pick of possibly two quarterbacks. You know, Fields or Lance might be sitting where they are. Yeah, you know, so I, I, where you, I know that's number six, but where do you think Miami's going? Jamar Chase. Oh, you think so? Wide receiver, and not even an Alabama wide receiver. I think I think they're just going to take what's best. Flores is a, a smart guy. Yeah. If if Pitts is still sitting there at six, you think they go that way, or they still go Chase? Oh, a- absolutely. I, th- I, yeah, like people have, and for good reason. People have really started to finally come around on Pitts. And I was like, saying it two months ago when you put him in, a, in 13. I was like, the uh, disrespect. <laughs> in, the, the thing there was most of these teams, like I I still feel like the Dolphins are probably content with their tight end room, but yeah. I don't think they'd let that sort of uh, player just, just go. So Generational player. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're, they're coming around on it and it's, Man, I but this is the first time in a long time I've been this excited yeah. for a draft. Like I, I have plans for it. I, I'm ordering food <laughs> and I'm gonna sit and watch. And that that's a that's a good spot for the NFL to be in. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab my wing stop and post up at home because uh, I'm ready. And and again, I like this new formation. I I I kind of I didn't hate the three rounds on the first day, but you know, staying up till midnight trying to watch that ticker or trying to catch up the very next morning on where your team was was tough. Yeah, uh, but I. At the end of the first round, I'm almost like I wish there was two rounds today. You know, especially when your team only has one pick in each round. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's tough. And if you're a Houston Houston Texans fan, you're you're not watching till Friday. Third round is their first pick, <laughs> and they, they got issues, issues, issues all over the field. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited, man. The, the first ten picks, the first twelve picks, the first fifteen picks are going to be more exciting than I think the last three drafts have been. You know, just right. with so many interchangeable quarterbacks who. If I said, you know, would you rather Wilson or Lance, which way are you going? Lance. Lance? Yep. And so uh, that kind of answers my next question of who's going to be more successful in three years between the two. Well, that, well, not really, because Wilson may start and get, you know, he may win six games. But he's going to be starting for the Jets, brother. Come on now. But uh, hey, the jet the Jets are they're doing some work, man. They uh, are. And I like their I like the GM. I like the new coach. I think their defense yeah. is going to get better, but they still need weapons. And and so, Wilson's going to be a deer in headlights for a while. But I mean, you know, he could four or five wins, six wins potentially over the next three years. That that's eighteen yeah. wins, and you know maybe Trey Lance goes somewhere where he doesn't start for a year, 
year and a half, you know, which I think got is some best catching up to do. But if you, if you give me ten years, yeah, I'm, I'm taking somewhere that I think could be interesting to see if Lance were to fall would be Washington. Give give him to Ron Rivera and sit behind Fitzmagic for a year and then take over and they may finally have a quarterback of the future in Washington. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many teams. I think you could really say there's 26 teams that need to come up and get a quarterback that could come back, come up and get a quarterback. You know, and, and Fields could be a, a Dak Prescott with a, a stronger arm. You know, I think he's the question mark right now in this draft. You know, it's people are underestimating what he can do, in my opinion. Uh, but he's he's done it in high school. He's done it at Ohio State. Uh, it's I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. You said you got plans for it tonight. Hanging out at the house and you know. eating good food. Yep. Back to quarantine for the draft. I'm with it. I uh, appreciate you uh, joining us, man. Uh, I know you had a graduation you got to get back to, but uh, we'll definitely check in with you next week after we uh, figure out what the hell's happening tonight. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk about it, man. Yep. Comedian Dante Powell, where you at next, man? Uh, I'm going to be at Teehees May 15th for the roast of Bernard Bell and then Teehees on the 22nd for the comedy kickback. Come see me, guys. All right. TeeheesIowa.com or TeeheesComedy.com. Comedian Dante Powell, always a pleasure, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We got former NFL quarterback Seneca Wallace joining us right after this. Go deep. Your host, Tariq. 1350 ESPN, when I heard there was a new wing stop coming to Ankeny, my neck of the woods, you know I had to come through. So me and Callie are here getting some dinner on our way to cheer. And I'm all chilling here with Big Phil. Big Phil, wing stops are popping up everywhere, first of all, right? Hey, come on. It's that time, baby. It's that time. And this one's a little different. This reminds me of when I go to Memphis or somewhere where it's just a to-go, yes, just delivery. Yes, it's a Delco. Just takeout delivery only. With COVID, we decided that why have a dining room for but still be able to bring the enrichment of having a wing stop in an Yankee and a population of 60,000. Come on in, go online, call, get your food, go. And your location is perfect, man. I mean, you're right here by Batteries and Bulbs and Caribou Coffee, right off of uh, Oral Labor across from Greenberg's Jewelers. Uh, right in the middle, easy pickup, plenty of parking. What, what, where else are you guys? Tell me, you guys got about six, seven locations now? Look, look, the plan's getting big. Of course, we got this on fourth location. We're still in Ames. We got a newer one on Capitol East 14th. And then, of course, we have Merle Hay. But here's what's happening. With the Ankeny location, we opened up in June in Corville, right? Right next to the university. Okay. Right after that, we're going to Cedar Rapids. Look, at the end of the day, if you don't know Wingstop now, you're going to know us then. And one thing I didn't know about Wingstop, we all know about the wings, but Seneca put me on to the chicken tenders. Callie's here for the chicken tenders. Tell me about the chicken tenders, homie. Look, look, they don't know about the tenders. We're talking about they're meaty. They got great flavor. At the end of the day, our tenders, I ain't going to say that other place, but our tenders do some damage. Hey, he putting it against the test. Put their Wingstop tenders to the test. How many different flavors you got in here? Come on, man. We got 10 different flavors up in here. 10 different flavors, fries. Hey, don't let us put them all together. Then the Cajun corn. The Cajun corn, that changed life. I see the sign for dangerous corn over there. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, the Louisiana rub. The rub. Classic dude, right after my own heart. Wingstop is now in Ankeny, Oral Labor Road. You got the address for me? Hey, come on down. 909 Southeast Oral Labor Road, right next to Caribou Coffee and Batteries Plus across the street from Walmart. And what days are you guys open during the week? Come on, every day, all day. That's how we gets down from 11 to midnight. To midnight? We talking midnight? To midnight. We bringing in all the flavors to Ankeny people. No, no matter what time you go to bed, if you're hungry, 
you come see us. Big Phil, never lied to me a day in my life. Wingstop is now in Ankeny or Labor, open till midnight, seven days a week. Your boy Tyreek, Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. We'll be right back. Special thanks to comedian Dante Powell who joined us last segment. We didn't even get to his big O segment, uh, talking the NFL draft with him. Also, thanks to uh, NFL agent Lewis Bing. You can find him on Instagram, Lewis underscore Bing, B-I-N-G underscore official on Instagram. Jump in his DMs if you have a young athlete you want to start getting into the agent market. Uh, we talked with him about how that's a sticky area. We're joined now with a uh, former NFL quarterback and Cyclone great Seneca Wallace. How you doing, sir? I am doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us, man. We we talked with Lewis about how it's a sticky area of when you're allowed to hi- officially hire an agent. You know, you're no, no longer eligible mm-hmm. once you do. Uh, as a college mm-hmm. a- athlete, at what point did you first meet your agent or did they reach out to you? Was that like sophomore year, high school, or when does that actually happen for you? Uh, I think for most people, it, uh, obviously times have changed from when I was coming out. Um, but nowadays, uh, it's a lot different where these agents can reach out on, on different media platforms. Uh, back when I was coming out at Iowa State, and usually that, that phase doesn't really start probably until about your junior year. Okay. You'll start getting letters and things like that. How it was for me, getting letters from agents. Free cars, uh, free cars. Yeah. Oh, no, no free cars. <laughs> no, none of that. They ain't risking no money on, on someone they may but not get that return yeah, back. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? So, I that. Um, that whole process started probably my junior year, getting letters and, and different things like that. And then usually – you know, around your senior year, and for myself, when things were going really good, I was really hot. I was getting calls left and right from different uh, agencies wanting to uh, represent me. And so, you know, you just go through that whole process of trying to weed through the good ones and through the bad ones. Unfortunately, there are some bad ones out there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and so like anything else, but, you know, you rely on your resources, use your family to kind of help uh, vet some of these agents. And that's what we did when we went through the process. And uh, I finally settled on uh, on a really great agent who is still a good friend of mine to this day. So uh, my process was, was pretty unique, but it was good. Um, but there's a lot of different ways right now uh, with this new wave of how recruiting and everything goes. Uh, it's a lot different. Yeah, it gets real sketchy with the social media and the conversations that are had and mm-hmm. gifts and whatnot. Same with boosters. Uh, but right. you, you went in the fourth round. Where did you expect to go heading into day one? What was your agent and you know sports center and everyone else telling you that? Were you, were you projected as a first or second round? Well, I was projected to go uh, back then in the first day because they usually did the first three rounds. Three rounds, day yeah. One. It was a long night right. that first so, day. Yeah, exactly. So um, they were projecting I was going to get drafted to Tampa. Oh wow! Uh, at the end, towards the end of the third round, uh, and if anybody remembers back then. Uh, the the person who got drafted before me was Chris Sims. Oh, wow. So he was about eight picks or nine picks before me um, to Tampa Tampa Bay. Yeah, so I had a great meeting with uh, John Gruden at the time, flew down there and met with him, uh, talked football, got me on the board, all that good stuff. And uh, they were projecting that I would fall to Tampa at the end of the third round. But uh, I ended up – Working out better, I, I believe, you know, falling uh, early in the fourth and ended up going to Seattle where I spent seven years. So I have no regrets on how that happened. Yeah. Were you, were you upset or do you remember getting the call finally from uh, Seattle? Oh, oh yeah. Was I upset that it didn't happen that first day? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, no. You stay, uh, up, you stay up watching that ticker till midnight, you know, thinking this right. might be next. 
Right. No, I mean, you, you, you sit around, you know, everybody's, uh, you don't really know. You know the guys that are going to go back then who are going to be your first-rounders. You know, it was a more typical protocol, uh, prototypical type of quarterback back then. And so, you know, um, you just watch it. You know, and where I fell, I think I was right around that, that uh, mid-third round, uh, early fourth round draft pick. Um, you know, I mean, I wasn't upset because I knew, you know, within myself what I brought to the table for any team that drafted me. And, uh, you know, my, my numbers were somewhat better than a lot of the other quarterbacks that fell ahead of me. I just knew there was a lot of other reasons why I wasn't drafted as early as I anticipated. But, you know, it happened quick that next day. It was only about maybe 30 minutes into the next day that I got drafted. In, yeah, early, uh, early fourth round. So day, mm-hmm. day two was a good day for you. Was it? Was there tears? You remember crying, balling on your mom's shoulder? Uh, I remember it. I was on. I was on my brother's couch. We were at my brother's house during the time, and I just remember getting a call. Didn't really know who it was who was calling me from a four two five number, <laughs> and uh, you know it happened to be Mike Holmgren and his staff, and uh, they welcomed me in and, and told me from day one I was going to be a quarterback and quarterback only. I don't think that I'm going to be changing your position. You just got to come here to work and be willing to uh, to learn. Yeah, man, and obviously you had a great career following that. Uh, looking at these players now, um, you know this it's so intriguing this year. You know, I I love the way they changed the draft where it's only one one round. You're not waiting until midnight mm-hmm. to see your teams get their first day picks. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a second round in today because I always feel like I want more after that first round is over. Those thirty two picks, right. uh, but there's the, there's so much intrigue on these first five picks, mainly three and four. Looking at mm-hmm. you know top five right now, I just want to hear where you're sitting. I know everyone's looking at Lawrence for Jacksonville. Uh, Jets mm-hmm. are two, San Francisco's three, uh, Falcons are four, Cincinnati's five. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you think Jets start off, Wilson or Lance or Fields? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, obviously we know that the top two picks probably going to be a quarterback. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that Trevor Lawrence will be number one at Jacksonville. I mean, I think he has the most upside, I would say, uh, from playing on the big stage. Yep. Uh, he has the right body, the right type of frame. Um, he could throw it, he could run it. Uh, probably would fit Urban Meyer's offense very well. So I, I believe he will be number one. I mean, after that, uh, I wouldn't say it's a toss-up. You got Zach Wilson, you got Matt Jones, Mac Jones. Um, you know, and then obviously you fall down, you got the North Dakota kid um, and Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. So, you know, it's um, it, it's all over the place. Uh, I mean, obviously, to your question asking me, where do I believe the Jets are going to land at number two? Um, to be honest, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think it's a it's a coin flip at that point. I yeah. mean, obviously, they know they're going to take a quarterback, and they need one. It's who's going to suit their or, or fit their system the best. Uh, who's going to give them the opportunity if he's going to have to be groomed, uh, you know, behind somebody else for a year or six games, half the season, or whatever else. But, um, you know, when you're drafting these kids, you got to see right now, especially in 2021, who can step in immediately and play. You know what I mean? Because they're not wasting any more time uh, on a lot of these kids anymore. They're throwing them into the fire. And, and uh, you know, you can take the good with the bad. You know, I mean, it, it's a, a sticky situation because you can ruin a young quarterback spirits early uh, if he doesn't have any success. And you're starting to see that a lot more often now where these kids are getting thrust into roles when they're playing early. And, you know, just like uh, uh, Darnold from the Jets, yep. he ends up getting traded after three years or two years. So, um, you know, you you got to really do your homework, and I'm sure a lot of these teams do. There are some that don't, uh, to try to see if that uh, mentally a kid can be prepared to, to go in the first round and be able to step in early if he had to. 
looking at your uh, Cowboys, you know, my nemesis, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it, most roads point to picking a defensive back or a defensive player. Where do you, where do you think they're headed? I 100% agree. Uh, yeah. It has to be, you know, uh, the Horn kid out of South Carolina. Yep, Joe Horn's um, son. Right. Okay. It could be the kid from um, Alabama. Um, Sertan. So, yep. So, I mean, all these juniors think, out there, Asante Samuel exactly. Jr. Wow. All these juniors, right, yep. right. They've been groomed right. It's in their DNA. And I think definitely for Dallas, that's where they have to go. Um, that was one of our uh, non-bright uh, parts of our defense last year. Um, Diggs played very well for us. Um, we just really had a lot of corners in and out of the rotation on the other side. And, um, you know, they got rid of two of them. Byron Jones. Uh, so I, uh. Right. Well, Byron Jones was gone the year before yeah. anyway. He was already gone. But it was kind of cornerback by committee on the other side. Uh, Cheeto Awuzier uh, was one of the corners. But um, we just had a lot of guys in and out of rotation. So we definitely got – they definitely have to go, uh, I believe, with a corner with the first pick. Uh, they need to go defense with the second pick, another defensive player. Um, I think offensively – they got a lot of offensive power coming back. Oh, yeah. uh, tight ends coming back off of his Tighten ACL. Up the line and you guys are pretty solid on offense. No question. And they got all the linemen coming back. You yep. know, I mean, that, that was just due to the injury last year on why a lot of the linemen were out. But um, I don't think that's, that's a later round draft pick to me where they go. I just think they need to, to tighten up the defense because the defense was the worst in the history of the Dallas Cowboys last year. Uh, looking at the Falcons at number four, I, I, it's hard to ask who who's going to be the biggest shock tonight or biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Falcons mm-hmm. are in a situation where they could at number four, they can get a quarterback. They can go Justin Fields or Lance or whoever's mm-hmm. sitting there. Uh, and me personally, I think Lance, I, I think Wilson smells a little bit like Trubisky that one good year and then the stock rises and it's going to be a lot of pressure, especially in New York with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance mm-hmm. is more of, to me of sit out for a year and he could be your next Mahomes, especially with a, a San Francisco. I know San Francisco is all pointing to Mac Jones. Um, mm-hmm. But Atlanta Falcons are sitting where they can get a quarterback or they can ride Matt Ryan for a couple of years. They can get pits or they can move down and get a receiver, trade Julio Jones. Right. Where, where do you think they're oh, – if you're the Falcons GM and they got a smart young mm-hmm. GM now, uh, where, right. where, where are you headed with that number four pick? You getting out of there to get more picks or you're, you're gunning for a, a top player? Uh, I, I think for me personally, um, I'm trying to move to try to get multiple picks. Uh, and here's why. I think, you know um, – one, we, we have to evaluate our, our offensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously, Atlanta struggled offensively, defensively, and special teams last year. Um, we know Matt Ryan is a little bit longer in the tooth. We know Julio Jones uh, is getting a little bit longer in the tooth. Uh, he's injured quite often in and out of the, the, the lineup. Yeah. So, you know, you start looking at, you know, uh, do we replace or do we find start to find a replacement for, you know, um, our quarterback. And I believe that's need to be evaluated highly because we know Matt Ryan is maybe get two more solid years. And especially, I think he's kind of ran his course with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Julio Jones, we need to start. We got Calvin Ridley, you know, yeah. as our number two guy. And maybe we need to start figuring that out. So I think if you could bolster your, your defense and your offense by getting multiple picks, I mean, obviously you're not going to change the outcome of your team with a bunch of young guys immediately. Um, it is turning into a young man's lead. But at the same time, you want to try to situation, you know, situate yourself where, you know, if you had a young guy that was out there, if you had a Trey, uh, Justin Fields, or somebody that was still sitting there at that number four pick, you know, maybe you entertain that. Shoot but we need yeah. to see, 
Right. You got to see and evaluate what you have left after that. You know, where do your picks land? I mean, obviously, they're talking about Kyle Pitt at number four. Yeah. Tied in out of Florida. So, you know, um, do I think that does, that does that make them that much better? I don't know. You got to evaluate it from the top down. I mean, obviously, like we just talked about with Matt Ryan, is he a guy that's going to take this team to the Super Bowl again? If not, I think we need to evaluate that and try to figure out who are we going to redo uh, uh, draft to replace him. And I think they just need to start looking at those numbers and actually see what suits their team in, in, in the best way. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think they need to trade down, even if it's just with the Denver Broncos to nine, you know, where they get a couple right. extra picks and can still get the mm-hmm. guy they want. But I think they're sitting in a good situation where they can even trade Julio and get some uh, get some assets for it. Uh, exactly. Join here with Seneca Wallace, former NFL quarterback. We're going to let you get out of here, man. Before we brought you on, we played a uh, interview with Big Phil talking about your newest location <laughs> of Wingstop yeah. over in uh, Or Labor Love, Big Phil, man. That energy is, is contagious. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that Inkney one that thank you for opening in my neck of the woods, uh, that's mm-hmm. not your last one. You're back in town in about a month or so for a new location, right? Yeah, I'll be back uh, hopefully here either the start of June or the end of June. Uh, we'll be opening up another store in Corville, which is a great, great location. It's right there by the Corville Mall. Literally sits right across the street from the train station that picks up and drops off. Oh, wow. Uh, all the fans going to, yeah, going to the Iowa game. So I'm super, super excited about that. I, mean, I know me and you had talked off air about putting my stuff up in there. I'm a little ahead, you know, putting <laughs> you don't want no some graffiti. of my sports up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I might just leave it alone. Maybe just put a little small placard up uh, and just leave it at that. But, no, super excited about this location. My oral labor store is doing great, fantastic. Uh, we just continue to hopefully, you know, just keep growing, uh, building out the whole state of Iowa. And then I'll be picking up another store and opening up another store in Cedar Rapids probably within the next, you know, seven, eight months. Hitting all the metros. And I, I love your Anking yeah. store because it's quick and easy. It's a pickup, delivery, takeout only. Uh, right. Will Iowa City be the same way? Uh, Iowa City will be a little bit bigger. Uh, okay. My Ankeny store is sitting around 1,100 square feet. Uh, it was just all about the location. Location, I believe, is great. Uh, but it wasn't a very uh, big blueprint of a store. Um, my Corville store is going to be sitting around 15, I think that's around 1,600 square feet. So a lot more space to kind of, you know, have some more sit down, maybe about 50 to 55 guests in that location. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be, we definitely got to have that. I mean, obviously, we're in Iowa City. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot more people tailgating, wanting to hang out maybe. Late night meals. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right after go. the game. Yep. All that good stuff. But, you know, war labor was just a very unique situation. I think that was a lot what we what we saw was that we had a lot of door dashers coming yep. from Ankeny going to Merle Hay. Um, so there's a lot uh opportunity there for us to kind of shrink our blueprint and we noticed that especially with COVID, that we didn't have to have a lot of space. You know, we could still do some great sales as long as we're efficient and we're taking care of the guests as they come in and making sure those orders are ready. Uh, we can, you know, scale back a little bit. And my daughter said thumbs up on chicken tenders as well. Chicken finger. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. Appreciate uh, it. Let me know if you need me to get Cy for that grand opening in Iowa City. I can send him over there, man. He can he can hold it down. Of course. <laughs> full, man. We, we, we're definitely going, we're going to have to blow it out and do something real big on game day. That's for sure. Yeah, yes, sir. A big tailgate. Uh, Seneca Wallace, former NFL quarterback and uh, Cyclone Great, man. We appreciate you joining us. Look forward to checking back with you here in a couple weeks. 
All right, sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. We're going to open up All these right. phone lines. Uh, your chance to win $25 gift card to Wingstop and $50 if your top five picks are correct by next week as well. We're going to open up those phone lines here in a minute. 515-244-1350. 515-244-1350. Right after the break. Let's go deep. Seneca Wallace, former NFL quarterback, breaking down his uh, draft day jitters. He went fourth round, was expecting to go that first day, uh, possibly third round. Back then, it was the first, second, and third round. So you're sitting till midnight watching that ticker with your agent next to you saying, oh, it's coming, man, it's coming. And then the next day, you see Tampa Bay Buccaneers take uh, Sims, who the team you're supposed to be going to. Uh, but he went fairly early in, this, in the fourth round. So uh, I know that pressure that's sitting on these kids tonight, if they don't go two, then drop to eight, then drop to 15. Remember Aaron Rodgers sitting there just looking dumb for a while. Uh, <laughs> and then he dropped to the Packers, which was, you know, people were like, ooh, Brett Favre, but look how great that worked out. Um, and then you got Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes sitting. Russell Wilson waited. Uh, so there, there's opportunities to score late in the draft, but I feel like it's going to be a money grab tonight. It's going to be, people are going to move quick and be aggressive. Uh, I feel that coming. Uh, we're going to open up these phone lines these last three or four minutes, 515-244-1350. I got your chance to win $25 gift card to Wingstop and uh, also a chance to upgrade to a $50 gift card to Wingstop. Uh, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Here's how it works. Tavian Banks earlier on a bank, bank on a statement made his top five projections for tonight's first round of the draft. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, he picked Lawrence, New York Jets, Wilson. 49ers at three, he had Justin Fields. Atlanta Falcons with Devontae Smith at four and Sewell for the Bengals at five. Uh, all you have to do is call in 515-244-1350. Let us know that you disagree with him and tell us your top five picks. If he's wrong next week, you will win $25 uh, hot, or Wingstop gift card and we'll call you on the show and talk to you a little bit. If he's wrong and you're right with your top five, you're going to win $50 Wingstop gift card. So hit our phone line right now, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. We'll try to squeeze you in. Uh, we want to give away these gift cards thanks to Seneca Wallace and Wingstop. As Seneca mentioned, they're opening a new location in Iowa City. He, he sounds a little afraid to put a little cyclone gear up in there. I want to send Cy over for the grand opening because it's right in the heart of the Ped Mall. Uh, but he sounds like he's a little skeptical of putting his uh, souvenirs up there. So. And man, I feel actually a little bad because you know they're open up. He mentioned the Hawkeye Express. Yeah. They're open up right there, but Hawkeye Express is getting discontinued. Oh, is it? Yep. They uh, announced it, you know, just with expected maintenance in the future and like that. They announced that they're discontinuing it, which broke my heart. Because I, we had the guy who started it on, right? Is yeah. that the same one that goes mm -hmm. to the field? Yeah. Yep. I've been to uh three Hawkeye games in my life and we've taken it twice. Man, that is, uh, and I, I'm slipping on the guy's name right now, Riley, or who we had on, uh, used to be the top uh, money getter for University of Iowa. Brought all that money to Kinnick, brought Blake Shelton to Kinnick, started the Hawkeye Express. Uh, man, I wish you would have mentioned that to Seneca. He's going to be a little heartbroken on the business plan aspect. <laughs> he thought he was going to have about 200 kids getting off right in front of his building. That's why I didn't want to mention it to him. I was yeah. scared for him. <laughs> well, it might, be might, might not be too late to pull out of that wing stop. Uh, he said he'll be in town next month, so... Uh, Make sure you check out that Wingstop if you're in the Iowa City area. And then Cedar Rapids coming as well. I'm telling Mark you, Jennings was who Mark we Jennings is who we talked to. Yes, he started the um, the Hawkeye Express. He brought a lot of money to Hawkeye Athletics. Uh, but I didn't realize it was going down. We, we should maybe break that news to Seneca next time <laughs> on his grand opening. Hey, did you hear this uh, train that you're expecting to drop off 200 people every 10 minutes is uh, going to be gone? Uh, 
That's rough, but he's uh he's he's opening quick, man. I I appreciate what he does, he's done for Or Labor and Ankeny because it's an easy pull in, grab your food. They even have the pull in carry out spots, uh, car side spots. I'm I'm real lazy since quarantine, so I'm all about the door dashes, the come to my window, I'll tip you extra. Uh, I'm I'm I've been that lifestyle before. I was pretty bougie myself before the quarantine, but this has just showed me that this is the way. Uh, and he's really adjusting well to the times. Uh, again, we're going to try to open up these phone lines, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Hit my line right now for your chance to win $25 from Wingstop and a potential to win $50 from Wingstop. A lot of wings. Make sure you get your wings for tonight. I got to head to a training after this for my lunch break with Boxing Blaze. I'm uh, down 13 pounds now and kind of seemed to flatline, but I think it's because I eat a Snickers at midnight every night. Uh, so I don't know if that's helping. Frenchie, you ready to jump in this boxing blaze? They got a new uh, new eight-week program starting next week if you're you're ready, three times a week. Uh, considering that I'm currently working three jobs and trying uh -huh. to spend time with my wife, absolutely not. All I hear is excuses. Never in the history of married have you heard someone say they're trying to spend time with their wife. That's a lie, first of all. Lies detected here. Uh, it's about organizing your schedule, Frenchie. You know, I've had four jobs for about 12 years and, you know, everything's got to be organized. And I'm the least organized person in the world. Uh, but I think you're just afraid of those boxing bags. Where are you sitting at right now? You, you're afraid to lose 15 pounds? I'm at like 340. I've lost 10 pounds in the last month without That's doing stress. It. That's called stress, man. Yeah, That's the stress, you're is, <laughs> stress is gone now. The stress weight is gone. Well, That's, I want to stress you back out because sooner or later, you got to do your open mic for Teehees. So you got to check the calendars every Thursday, Teehees, downtown, free entry. Normally there's shows you got to pay to get in. This is free entry and the line's usually about 30 to 35 people trying to get on the open mic. So you got to let me know when I can get you signed up. I'll get you right at the top of that line. And uh, of course, we'll maybe uh, even hop in for some live breaks while we're there. Uh, show off your skills. You say you've been practicing. I don't know if you have, but you say you've been practicing. I mean, for five minutes, I got I got stories that okay. will work for All this. Right. Hopefully it makes us laugh. Uh, shout out to Kyle. He called in earlier to win himself $25 to Wingstop and a potential of $50. It all comes down to if Tavian Banks has this number three. I think he's right with uh, Lawrence at one and Wilson at number two. Uh, but he's got Fields at number three, which I would love to see. And Kyle has the same thing. He has Fields as number three. Um, Dante, comedian Dante Powell at Lance. Uh, but Ford, Atlanta Falcons, who I see trading down to with the Eagles, Broncos, Lions, uh, Patriots, so many opportunities for the Falcons right there to depend on who they want and how far they want to go down. Uh, he has them, Tavian Banks have them picking uh, Devontae Smith. Who did Kyle have them picking at number four? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Oh, my guy. Kyle from Pitt, Philly. Kyle. Kyle Pitt, Kyle. Of course, the best, uh, my opinion, the second best player in the draft. Uh, the first best would be not even Sewell. What's that other uh, offensive lineman? Slayton from Slayton. Northwestern. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I would love to see Eagles snack him at 12 if they stuck around at 12. Uh, but then at five, uh, both of them, Kyle and Tavian, had Sewell. So, uh, all three of them had All three Sewell. of them had Sewell, which makes sense for the Bengals. But because it makes sense, the Bengals will not make it make sense. They're going to go for <laughs> Jamar Chase. or If they take Jamar Chase, I'm not going to 100% fault them because they do have their first-round pick from last year, Jonah Williams, coming back because he tore his ACL last year yeah. and didn't play. And they have other picks where they can go for some depth for the offensive line. But, I mean, you, you got this great quarterback. You got to protect them. That's got to always be your first move as a coach and GM. When you get a young, great quarterback— a tackle and the biggest weapons. they might have talked to him and he said he might have said i want jamar chase uh, he 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 of course probably said that but that's not that's not his choice at this point your choice is to save his knee especially coming off an of injury so uh we'll check in next week i'm real excited to see if kyle won 50 dollars and to see if uh we projected well make sure you check out the nfl draft tonight go deep